0: Where combat sports changes on a dime. Two men cover the happenings of it all. What's
1: up, everybody? Professional Professional wrestling. Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better.
0: I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman.
1: I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he can consider AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly.
0: Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared to to begin with was because AEW Very was true. going to, and they Very were trying true. to sign
1: it. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything
0: leads towards Sandhagen, but I, I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sanhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. The Aldermaine Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought uh, Connor but... looked
1: fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine.
0: That was the stupidest, move. you hear Dustin, after the fight, admitted though that there was like a second there where he was like, oh god, he might have me. Do you think Pena has a chance against Manunia? The
1: card isn't very good in my opinion. Even the undercard I don't think is that great. When Don and Lewis
0: could potentially be really boring also. Yes. Paws definitely. Boxing. Yeah. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our purses against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's going to win this fight. He's going to throw combinations at Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and
1: Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. left out so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just gonna let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke,
0: CMC, hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my fighting jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English, so like the UFC wasn't giving them title fights as fast as people who did speak English. It absolutely was happening for for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Orlovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I...
1: Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Orlovsky, we've seen Cejudo on Dynamite, we've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite, we've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like...
0: It's just like, the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful, fightful, exactly. fightful Steven Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, Fightful Select Weekender podcast support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RBDT, Cheeto for life.
1: Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. You hit it. Live rounds. The marksman have arrived. Have arrived.
0: Watching live rounds with Doug and Steven, and being introduced to you by the real WGP World
2: Heavyweight Champion, Will.
1: What's up, everybody? It's live rounds episode 76, and uh, we got some fun stuff to talk about tonight. Mostly going to be AEW stuff um we got some Wrestle Kingdom stuff we really want to talk about with Osprey Omega we've got uh, a ton to go over with full gear and what that all means for AEW's future so definitely uh stick around and we're gonna have a lot of fun conversation um so yeah I'm really looking forward to tonight's show we got Brandon in the house tonight we got Steven and uh so how was how was your uh Sunday Steven?
0: So today's show is sponsored by FK. I'll start off real quick by letting everybody know 10% off on Fike's eBay store. Please check that out. FK, really appreciated being a part of the show, buddy. Um links in the description below. Um yeah, man. Um I mean, I don't really know what you want me to say. Um, like, I like it's there's really nothing to say. Like the Vikings just got like, here's the thing, we're making the playoffs. Like that's yep. happening. So like definitely happening. Not, so so from that from that perspective, like, but it's just very. It's it's actually to be to be completely honest, it's terrifying just like knowing that that's possible. Like be, like that was at home. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think that was the biggest road victory that the the Cowboys have had in franchise history, which is like it was. Yeah, that's like it was. that's pretty mind blowing considering the history of that team and everything. Like I. So my thing is this, like, we just got to, like, brush it off, and we're going to be wearing our our primetime, you know, purple and gold on on Thanksgiving, and we just got to pretend like that. Here's the thing. We can't pretend like it didn't happen because we have to learn from that and know that we can't let that ever happen again. But, yeah, you guys totally blow us out. There's nothing I can really say. You played great. Micah Parsons is an absolute animal. Like, established dominance on us immediately. Like, that guy. I mean, if he stays healthy.
1: You know how uh, you were talking about Justin Jefferson with CeeDee Lamb? Randy yeah. Moss? Okay, yeah. No, 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 no. But like surpassing oh, okay. Randy Moss like that's for me like Micah is at a different uh, level. Like Micah is yeah. bigger than DeMarcus Ware. Micah is bigger. Like Micah is something that's like Lawrence Taylor like. Yeah, I, I've never seen anything like it with his size and speed. And the the crazy mm-hmm. thing to me was is when Kirk Cousins thought he could actually run away from him. Like uh-huh. you, that closing speed, you will not get away from him. He will, he will snatch you. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a good game. I was, uh, <laughs> was really game. proud of yeah, it. Yeah, it,
0: it was such a good game that the national telecast uh, changed it in the third quarter. Yeah, they switched game.
3: from, we switched away from it. Yeah,
0: yeah that's yeah. pathetic, man. But, but, but no, I, I will, I thought,
1: I mean, I will I, say this uh, though, like we yeah. bounced back from a beating from the Packers, right? So you right. guys got to do the same thing. You got to bounce yeah. back. Thanksgiving. But I'll say this, Patriots defense is no joke either. So just just be ready for that. And uh Judon is uh leading the league in sacks. So that that's your biggest concern there. But the one thing that really benefited us is we were able to just take away the run. And once that happens, we, we can just rush the passer like nobody. Like our our we have forty two sacks so far this year. So we lead the league. So I, I was very happy with that.
0: That's the thing with Kirk it's, it's always been the thing is like when he gets uncomfortable, that's when like it unravels and like, he was uncomfortable immediately. Like, and like yeah. you guys just never let off the the pressure on him and he just, you know, it's in it. That's the difference between having a guy like a, uh, you know, like uh, Patrick Mahomes who can like figure out ways to get out of stuff like that. And like, Cousins just isn't that guy. I love Kirk Cousins, but like, you know what you get out of him and like, you know that that's possible if the, if the game isn't going well, unfortunately. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, yeah. congratulations. On to the next. Thank yep. you, sir.
1: Yep. And uh, how you doing tonight, Brandon?
3: I'm all good. Um, you know, we picked up a a pretty big win last Thursday, beating the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't do very well on national TV, which is a downside for this team. Like, I feel like this team is good. But when we get to that stage of everybody's watching the game, we come up short yeah. and people are just like, oh, that's just the Titans. Like, that's just what they do. So to actually right. have a game – where we kind of won. I mean, the score wasn't huge, but we kind of dominated them for sure. It was definitely satisfying. But now we go, we got the Bengals this week, which that's that's kind of a revenge game game for the playoffs. So I would love to win that. Then we got to play the Eagles. Obviously, that's against AJ. See, Uh,
1: I personally think y'all are going to win that game. I I really do. And I don't think that they can stop Derrick Henry. Um, Even with Sue and all that nonsense that they decided to sign, I still think that, that they can't stop Derrick Henry. And the fact that Tannehill can pass, like, unlike the, uh, the rookie, um, I think that that, that definitely goes into a benefit. And I'm starting to see Traylon Burks come alive, which is nice to see. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if he can just take that presence that AJ Brown is not there anymore, but at least like kind of fill in the gap, use Robert Woods more. Like, I think that you guys have a decent shot, uh, you know what sucks for us is we play the Eagles on Christmas Eve and then we have to play mm-hmm. you guys. So that's gonna be a tough game because we're gonna we're gonna unload the clip, everything we got in that game. Right. So I don't know how much we'll have left going in there and we might have to win it to to try to stay alive like to win the division. So yeah, we'll see.
3: But definitely more excited versus the beginning of the season to now. Yeah. So definitely things are, you know, turned around for us. I gave the Colts a chance to win the division, and obviously that's <laughs> not happening maybe, at all. Maybe
1: if they had Jeff Saturday this whole time, it might right. happen. Um, yeah, right, Yeah, for know.
3: sure. Yeah, but definitely
0: excited. Looking forward to the rest of the season and see what happens in the playoffs. Did you see Derek Carr's reaction to losing to Jeff Saturday and, like, the Colts, like, on, like, when zero notice? Oh, yeah, man. You're like, I feel bad for, for those yeah. guys, like, on the Raiders because, like, there's some talent on that team, and they're just, like – and Carr's like, man, I'm the leader of this team, and I don't even know – he's like but i think it sounds like some some of the locker room isn't working as hard as the rest of the locker room or something like it isn't yeah but it's wild like you're gonna have all the talent in the world and stuff but like you know i mean the go you know, is from the, the the top down to like i don't know what's going on with uh the original organization i guess just kind of all over the place yeah Munee, real funny 40 40 to 3. Doug just had to rub it and hey that's better than like an actual We we almost i mean i wanted to Play, make like an actual wager on the game of some kind and i mean i'm glad that didn't yeah. happen now obviously but <laughs> so um, so
1: rook on prize picks they yeah. have justin jefferson at point or zero yes. five yards i've seen so if you just mix him with one person that hits whatever you put down it's three times the amount
0: and you can do it up to twenty dollars and yeah and... This is not uh, sponsored by Prize Picks, but <laughs> I have become very invested, dude. Because dude, I've been Counter Strike. They'll do their tournaments, like their live tournaments, throughout like the day, like during like business days. So when I've been working from home, I've been on Prize Picks, um, like putting stuff on Counter Strike all day for like a week. Like it's been it's been actually a lot of fun, like. Um, but yeah, I saw the Jefferson thing, so I'm I'm gonna see what they what else is available on uh on Thursday for the i pace was thinking games. about
1: pollard 66 i think he can get it i just don't know about if they're going to use him more in the passing game since that works so well and they might not give yeah. him as many carries but man he's such a beast i love that he's guy the so
0: better much. running back of the two like uh, overall player of the two like but, but i've been telling you that for like a few seasons now i'm like i'm sleeping I, on pollard
1: I, i've known that but like we just haven't been using him but this is like the first season where we're making him a priority and it is just paying off huge. I got to meet him before he even played it down. Like he came to a meet and greet um, him and Tristan Hill, who's no longer even on the team. And I got to meet him, and I'd never even see him play football, but I was excited to have him because I saw his college highlights, and man, has he turned out to be a total stud. I like uh,
0: I like Hillard with uh, Tennessee. Also, he's kind of yeah. slept on. Well. Like he pops off like every now and then. He has a big game. Yeah, he's like reliable back for
3: us for sure. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's so that's so key now for the NFL. Like the Vikings having Madison and Cook and stuff. Like it's so like you like you need you to like be a Super Bowl contender. You you need that now. Yes, for sure.
3: It's also good having the king as well. If I can say well, that. Well, the king yeah. the
1: king is a defensive end plane running back, and he's the only one that can figure out how to make it work. Everybody else has tried has been a total disaster. I don't know, man. Sometimes. Would you say,
3: um, because it was a discussion earlier, would you say uh Derrick Henry or Chris Johnson better?
1: Ooh. Oh man. So different though, dude. We dude. just didn't oh, win. Different. We didn't
3: win big. with yeah. Chris Johnson, was the main thing. Yeah. yeah. He was but a I killer, mean though.
1: It. But I mean, Vince Young is is a it was a different quarterback too. Like I I think if they focused more on him with Tannehill, it would be a little bit a little bit different. Yeah. But man, I. Like, there's just a certain part about Derrick Henry that you, you you just can't stop. Like, mm-hmm. if he's if he's on, it's over. Like, you just – he's getting his four yards, and he'll get his 15, and then, you know. But then when that guy actually gets a breakaway, it is just wild.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like LeBron almost where, like – if I were to compare, like, LeBron and Jordan, like, from my era, like, I'd go Jordan. But, like, if I'm talking, like, a physical – like, an athlete, like, I'd take yeah. LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's how I kind of feel about Derrick Henry, too. Like, that dude is just – that dude's just an athlete, like, and he's huge. And he just runs people over and he's, fast, he's faster and stronger than everybody out there. And, like, um, corners,
1: my, like, you think that uh, Trayvon Diggs wants to tackle Derrick Henry? Oh, right. Yeah, he I no, he's running yeah. to the sideline, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. You got him full um, speed
0: running at you. Yeah. He's
2: just
1: like, nah, we're good. Let's see if I can push him out of bounds or something. But, yeah, or maybe I'll hold him till somebody else can come and lay him out. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not happening. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Chris Johnson was really special though, too. So fast, so mm-hmm. fast.
0: Well, Eddie, so, Eddie yeah. George also like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, got to throw him out there too. Always, I feel like.
1: Well, yeah, a lot of, a lot of. Uh, I I believe in Tennessee. I believe in their coach. I believe in everything. The only thing is, is like with Tannehill, when the games get close, he right. the same pressure. It's it's Dak's kind of the same way too. Like it can light up teams, but when it all is on the line, you know, and, and the defense makes you show, throw like really tight window throws, sometimes you just can't come through. And he's mm-hmm. kind of like that. That's why I like the idea of being able to rely on the run game, open things up. And then who knows, maybe we'll get OBJ. I mean, we've been flirting with that dude, like nobody's business. <laughs> dude, I
0: everyone know. is like Justin Jefferson's been talking about him also. Oh, like f- everyone's kind of like flirting with the idea. Yeah.
1: But he's actually coming to visit like and and, right. and, and it, and it and it's one thing like the players to do it. But like Jerry was on the morning radio this morning and he's like, well, you know, when you're the GM, you got to focus on this and that. But you also got to go get Beckham." And it's like, <laughs> oh, so we're doing that now, you know, so it just feels right for
3: the push. So,
1: yeah, I agree. And. I mean, he's he's Hollywood, right? Like, he would love the star and all right. the attention and all that stuff. And, I mean, if he's the one that can get us over the hump, too, like, that that will never go away. He'll go down as a legend. So, I don't know. It, it sure feels like everything's pointing towards us, especially when he says he wants to win and it's between the Giants and us. Like, the Giants are a wrap, man. Right. It's about over for those dudes. Watch, watch them beat us on Thursday. <laughs> but, um you know you never know so um seems like definitely people want to talk about jason david frank the oh, yeah, ranger
3: sure.
1: rip to him yeah. that's uh unfortunate news very sad i yeah. i saw that at like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and it was like through boss logic and mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys know who boss know logic that, yeah. is but he's like a graphic designer type guy on really twitter good. And he he said it. So I was just like, man, did he fall for like some Internet scam or something? And then Mm. he's like, so I posted something, you know, rest in peace to him and all. And then I'm like, I think I got got. So I'm going to delete that. And then he posted a reply of his post and said, I was actually working with him on something. I know people personally that know him and they confirmed to me that he's gone. And I was like, oh, wow. So then, yeah, you know, but like, dude, he was because, you know, I live in Houston he was at all these meet and greets and stuff in Houston. Like basically anything local in Texas, he was usually there. Um, I never top, met him. Top Comic-Con
3: dude like all around yeah. the country.
1: Well, and then it's like it's like if you check just Twitter, like people remembering him, it's like nothing but pictures with him of everybody that's met him, you know. It would be like the same thing, like, you know, when the Elite was on their run and they literally were like, basically like handshake campaign like almost like a political handshake campaign going town to town, meeting everyone, shaking hands, taking pictures. Like most fans in that era have a picture with the Bucks or with Cody or Kenny or whatever, but um, it'd be kind of like that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, the, the Jason David Frank stuff is definitely really sad, especially like if, because like, you know, they're saying like the cause and everything too. It's like, if that's true, that's even more of a bummer. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, Cause like, that's a guy that like, you know, always possible exactly. Like we all like looked up, we all, our whole generation, I was like really looked up to him. Um, and, and, you know, I think like mental health is obviously a really, really big thing. And that's, it's just a real, it's a real bummer. Cause yeah, he meant a lot. I mean, i have I still, this I, I collect mainly Green Ranger stuff. Like i have always like the Power Rangers and collecting their stuff. And it's really nostalgic for me. And I have like a really big connection to it. I talked about it on the weekend or a little bit this week, but like, my mom, when I was growing up, like I, she would always like be in line with like all those parents, like in those giant lines, like trying to like, you know, get me the toys and stuff. Cause they were so hard to get when they would come out and stuff like that. And it was always like, I always, I always had like a real connection to that and stuff. And the green Ranger was my favorite. And the white Ranger was a very close second favorite. I mean, it was the same dude. So mm-hmm, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah, it was a real, it's a, it was a real bummer. Like a whole generation of us, like I said, really, uh, there was like, there was like a pocket in time where like, if you're like five years younger or five years older than us, you probably completely missed like the hype of the Power Rangers. But like, if you were there for that, it was humongous. And yeah, that's no.
3: It was like perfect timing for me. Mm-hmm. I wa- I yeah. remember watching the <laughs> debut episode, and literally like every week. And yeah, I mean, he was like, there was an icon to like people in our generation. And like I said, yeah, very very sad and. No matter what situation of him passing away, it just sat- sucks to see. And yeah, you know, I don't see it. it. Just it's 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 a definitely a sad moment for sure. But again, that was a a real big part of our childhood. And you know, I loved that show for sure. Like you said, it was like oh my goodness, every single week. Like I would record it and just like watch it multiple times. And like you said, the Green Ranger was just the coolest. As, even though like as a heel coming in and beating up the the re- the rest of the Rangers, yeah. it was really cool to see. So definitely rest in peace like, there for sure.
1: And he's his character was kind of like the outcast, so it was kind of cool. Like, to like, he always came across as the cool one, like, mm-hmm. all the other ones are like right. in the group, but he was like the one that was like, Yeah, he's the badass of the group, you know what I mean?
0: And Kimberly so, was he was with Kimberly, which was like yeah. even cooler because the, they yeah. all had a big crush on Kimberly. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, man, that was uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a bummer that that show, yeah, that show was just, I, I still. I, I only know that married with children existed because it came on before power Rangers. Like I like, I, I used to tape the shows on the, the VHS player and like, it those was are at, two like, totally female. different. Oh, yeah. I know, but sure. that was, those, those were the, those were the days. <laughs> you know, just completely different. But yeah, man, I remember, I remember that kind of Did stuff. Did you hear that
1: Christina Applegate has uh MS?
0: Oh no, I hadn't heard that. Mm-hmm. That's too bad
1: yeah so like you know like michael j fox is really bad like that's what she'll have eventually like yeah well, she, she's in
0: parkinson's michael j. yeah
1: maybe that's what I it is fairly it's
0: pretty similar yeah. anyways she's, yeah.
1: she's like in a wheelchair now and she has like a cane they just put her on the hollywood walk of fame so yeah she just right? got a star yeah she just got Too her bad. star but she's uh she's not in good shape so Unfortunate oh, classic
3: my I, children. Yeah, uh, what, was, what was my movie called? Uh, Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yep, absolutely,
1: yeah. absolutely. Oh, nice. And then she was like, um, but, but one thing is, it's like, it's just part of growing up now, man. Like, you just start to see a lot of really sad stuff, see how these guys turned out, and, and you know, not everybody's going to get a happy ending, right? So, mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it's unfortunate, and it keep it's going to keep coming, hot and heavy, and there's going to be some that are going to be absolutely brutal. You know, we were
0: just talking about, I mean, different situation, you know, a lot of ways, but like Aaron Carter, we were talking about him the other week, like Rumble Johnson, a completely different scenario, but I mean, these are people that are just like dropping, that are like, yeah, meant a lot to us, you know, for a lot of years. Like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty heavy, like the power, like the Green Ranger one, like really. Jason, I should really say Jason, 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 Frank. it'd be, it'd be similar to like, you know, any of the, like, like Ernie race junior just like went down or like any of these guys like that, Yeah, you know, any of these guys that like, we were just, you know, watching growing up and like really being like, and like you said, that's what's so, so it sucks even more about the JDF one is like, the dude was out there like meeting the fans constantly. And it's like, man, yep. you knew, you know how much people care about you. Like, damn, it really sucks really sucks yeah but i'll tell you what um i'm glad i have the stuff that i have and i'm gonna continue like buying green ranger and white ranger stuff and keep expanding my price shows way up dude i looked at i have i have like a signed funko pop of of his and oh, okay like i've looked on eBay. i'm not gonna sell it because that's not like what I'm about but like that's right. I saw yeah it's, it's skyrocketed already like it's yep. it, they people already price, and I think that's kind of messed up y'all like if you're out there like price gouging and when that's people what, that's die what, like, that's, that's what people do
3: man it's, no it I know sucks, it, it, sucks, it is what it is, what sure,
0: it is. But, there's a lot of people that literally only get this stuff to wait until that day mm-hmm. happens so that they can sell it and I, I understand the business. there's side, people
1: but, that are getting Ric Flair right now Jake Roberts anyone that's shown any sign of being close and just ready to go as soon as the announcement comes you know what I mean I'll never forget I know that this sucks but like the Kobe stuff so I mean I was at Mm -hmm. like a sports convention when that happened and the first thing they did when they got word about it they immediately (laughs) pulled all their Kobe stuff that was signed and put it in the back because they were not going to sell it for that price that they had you know what I mean it was like literally like oh no that sucks oh crap and like run to their table start pulling stuff you know what I mean like it just made you see like the side, of the business side of it, and it was just like, "Hey, like he just died. Like, can right. we just chill for a second, you know?" But you know that there's somebody just looking for a deal, so it's 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 the unfortunate necessary thing they had to do.
0: So
3: yeah, and they yeah. mentioned Kevin Conroy as well. That's sad. I mean, yeah, like, Batman animated series is like all timer for me for sure. That was so. a great
0: show. It really was. I was never really that into like the superheroes and stuff, but like as like a Saturday morning type cartoon, like I remember getting really into that. And that's that's one that I, I I've heard. If I were to like watch that now, I hear it like really holds up. Like mm-hmm. if I were to check that. that out. That
3: and like, uh, gargoyles. I don't know if you ever saw that, but I, I remember like that goes, one. Yeah, yeah. it does hold up.
0: I was one of those gargoyles for Halloween one year. I remember having mm-hmm. the mask and everything. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty
1: yeah. sure all the gargoyles are on Disney Plus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I haven't checked them out, so. Yeah. It's not really my thing, but uh I I know exactly what it is, so
0: I'll go there. Well, you know, real quick, speaking of Disney Plus, you know, season two of Game Changers is about to wrap up. I think we have uh tonight's episode and then I think next week, and then I think the se- the season is over. So Yeah. We'll see how that wraps up. I think it's been good. I, I like the show. I like Josh Jumel, but like I'm very scared for the future of Gordon Bombay because I think You guys you think... were shooting
3: on it like last week. I thought you said yeah. it wasn't good like it, it turned well, out something well, the, happened,
0: well or... the last well but then there was another episode since so like it wasn't a bad like the like the story's fine it's just the the idea that like Gordon Bombay is just like straight up being replaced right. and and Josh Jumel, like part of what made Bombay cool was like he was the guy getting with all the hockey moms and like now Jumel is like doing the same exact moves as Bombay and it's just kind of like mm. okay this it's just a complete. Not only before. that,
1: not only that, she's now the Gordon Bombay. I
0: know, top. and you really can't stand that it. I get it. <laughs> I, get
1: it. I can't <laughs> take it. I, I just can't. Mm. I'm. I'm. Mm. So I don't. I know think. I, I
0: think she's all right though. Like she's a. She like she's. She's been fine for the show. Like I don't like hate her as like the coach of the team. I don't
1: hate her. I don't hate her. And it. And, and the problem is too is with this whole thing is like, it's not. One incident that sets you off—it's the—it's this—it's the fact that it's like happening every single show, every single movie. It's—it's—it's it's, it's like an agenda. That's what I hate about
0: it. Oh, right. But
1: yeah. and I'm and I'm I'm like way less tolerant on it at this point. I'm just like, oh boy, here we go again. And like stuff that would have never bothered me back in the day now drives me nuts. And I'm just like, you know, because I've heard like in Indiana Jones, he's supposed to pass the torch to his goddaughter, and I'm like. Who wants to watch
0: that, dude? Well, they—I remember they tried to pass the the torch to Shia LaBeouf. I remember seeing that movie, but he turned out to be
1: a freaking nutcase, and that movie was (laughs) terrible. Now imagine this one, like—and he's like going to be eighty, and I just—I'm just so frustrated with the whole situation. But (laughs) Disney did fire the CEO Bob Chapek; he's gone on a Sunday night out of the blue, made the announcement they're going back to Bob Iger, which i don't know if that's a great thing either we'll just see but what i like about it is they're not acknowledging everything is fine they know that it's crap they know that they've lost a huge amount of money they know that their products their ips are not as popular as they used to be so we'll just see what happens but uh, uh romeo what's yeah, up I, romeo? Saw it. I saw it yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey hey romeo oh
1: yeah exactly like it's just it's it's over the top and um i i just uh i hate it absolutely hate it and (laughs) it'll be interesting too like what does he think of the mighty ducks because i have a feeling he's just gonna come here and be like how much are we spending on this how many people are watching this okay that's gone how many people are watching you know what i mean because yeah they've got to start cutting uh, because real quick brett like what do you think of all this streaming stuff like do you think that these studios have jumped the gun and it should kind of go back to the way things were because it's just not a successful model? Or do you think that it is the future and they're just going to have to deal with it? Like, what are your
3: thoughts? It's definitely the future, but I think what you're going to start to seeing is kind of what you s- see happening with uh, with uh, Discovery and Warner. Yeah. It's just kind of combining together. Yeah. Eventually you're only going to have like three or four streaming sites. Like all these I companies think- are going to consolidate into each other they're going to buy each other and you're only going to have four or like i said like four strong ones that you're going to be able to rely on
1: i think apple's going to buy disney i really do i think that that it's definitely in the works i think that's why bob Iger came back to get the stock back up so they could sell i I really think that that's going to happen and i don't know what apple's plans are or all that stuff but You put those two together, and then that also means Apple owns Fox, Amazon owns MGM, Peacock and Universal. If they sell to, if they if they merge with Warner Brothers and Discovery, like there was rumors to be on that end,
3: Peacock's not going to last very much longer. I think within like the next like four or five years, it'll definitely be gone for sure. Maybe before that.
1: And then you've got Paramount that's merging with Showtime, like CBS Showtime, all that they're merging together. And they're not going to have Showtime anymore. Like, we're just in a weird time, man. Like, I I, I don't know. And, 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 the, and I keep hearing this of, like, these people are like, well, they make money at the movies. They should just be put in the movies. Why don't they just do it at the movies? Dude, all these uh, record labels and stuff made money off CDs. But eventually it got to the point to where people just didn't want to do it anymore. And so then there was another alternative. Like... There's people that would just much rather sit in their pajamas and watch it on Netflix or watch it on whatever. And when it costs those companies
0: it, to like, 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 like the actual physical, like, you know what I mean? The money it costs to print all this stuff and like the, the discs and the the packaging and all like, they don't have to pay any of that if it's just streaming.
1: Which is true, but like, they're not making any money. Also like the fact that Amazon spent $60 million per episode on Lord of the Rings and it was trash, And they didn't do well with it. Like that's a disaster. And if you would have just spent that money and you put it in the theater, at least you would have got some money back. That's where companies are running into an issue. But like, even then though, if you put it in the theater, you got to spend all the money on marketing and all this other stuff. Like it's, but it's not what it used to be. They're not making a billion, two billion. Like they were talking about Avatar Two has to make two billion dollars to break even. Oh, good. Luck, good luck, you know what I mean? So it's like it, and if only three or four studios control this thing, oh my god, it's gonna be so bad. There's like it's like this corporate interest garbage where I just like. I like to go back and watch 90s stuff and early 2000s stuff because like that's like reality that was like just normal and there was plenty of things there now it's just like everything's packed into like special interest and what people think they what it's almost like Vince and the WWE and like he kept feeding you this crap that nobody liked and then he would have the audacity to get up in there and say like I know what you like more than what you know and it's like no you don't your stuff sucks and i don't like it but you didn't have a voice so you could just keep running it and that's exactly what's happening with all this stuff it's like the fans are the enemy like oh you don't like it like what's wrong with you it sucks you know so
3: <sighs> ever since i signed up for youtube premium i haven't really watched a lot of tv just because yeah. the fact that i don't want to sit there and watch the ads i've watched so much more just whatever stuff on YouTube. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't even watched a yeah. lot of TV on how much
0: is YouTube premium?
3: I think it's fifteen bucks, but I only get charged Let I mean not say that out loud, maybe they're gonna find me. Oh uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's like fifteen bucks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's uh, I, 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 <laughs> I have it
1: too, but I but it's a must for me because at work, like mm-hmm. I listen to stuff for hours, you know, right. like I listen to live streams and stuff. I don't want ads every five minutes, so it's like a must for me. But um but yeah, I i watch way more youtube than i do um cable
0: for oh, sure that's sure. Oh, not even yeah really sports is really I, all i watch yeah same sports yeah, and wrestling. yeah that's, that's Fam- it, really
1: fantasy nice. football stuff I'll, I'll watch a lot on i'll watch same thing with just sports cowboys all that stuff wrestling um all that like it's it's not and then i'll i'll try to watch a movie here or there but they're yeah. awful usually just depends. Like I, I, wa- I've been watching Tulsa King with Stallone because I'm never gonna not watch a Stallone anything. So I, I've enjoyed that. But um, I tried to watch Andor Star Wars. So boring. So boring. So long. I did watch the Santa Claus ninety. The Santa Claus show. Yeah, out. Did you see that
0: with I'm Tim Allen? The new one. Yeah, I watched the first yet. two.
1: So two episodes was, yeah. are out. It was okay. It's all right. It's not bad. It seemed like um, a cheesy
3: Christmas thing. I was like, I watched yes. that. I was gonna watch the. Christmas, a Christmas story. What else? was it a Christmas story? Yes, Christmas, uh, the sequel. I yeah. need to watch like, that too. Like I'm, I'm gonna, gonna like that it too. looks not great, but I'm gonna watch it. Wait, Excuse hold on Christmas. a second.
0: Yeah. The like 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 the like the Christmas story with like Ralphie and stuff. They, there's like yes. a new remake for that. A Christmas story. Oh, Ra- Christmas, no, it's a it's
1: sequel. Called. It's Ralphie um, at like 50.
0: <laughs> but it's like new.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's on HBO Max. It's legit budget and everything.
0: Wow. Um. Okay. Yeah, there was another one that I wanted to say that I had seen recently, but I, I can't, I, I forgot what it was. But yeah, so I guess there's a bunch of remakes still happening
1: remakes, um, and you know, uh, sequels I, and whatever.
0: I still haven't seen the new Jansama Bob movie yet. Um, I'm not going to I'm good, like, mm-hmm. even like clerk. Yep. I I love clerks, the first one, it's one of my yep. favorite yeah. movies. I have no interest to see the third one. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Like it's it's sad that it's got to that point.
1: Ball rats chasing Amy, like all that was so much more authentic, and at this point, it's yeah. just
0: leave the memories alone.
3: I don't need to. Say yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's like, very I'm true.
1: I'm be- I'm becoming that old man. Get off my lawn. Back in my day, guy. Like it's it's definitely starting to happen. I don't like. A lot of stuff going on now, and I'm just like,
3: what are we doing? To segue really quickly, since we're gonna talk about wrestling, we talk about streaming services. When you buy the pay per view, are you getting them off of BR, uh, Bleacher Report?
0: Yeah, yeah, off the web. For the amount
3: of times that you guys have ordered Bleacher Report, have you seen a lot of issues yourself? Not like hearing like Twitter or anything at all, but yourself, have you guys experienced a lot of issues? Because I've never experienced it. The only time I've ever experienced the issue was this year's. Double or nothing. The pre-show was like acting goofy. Other than yeah. that, I don't have any no recent issue. But I see people on Twitter all the time complaining about it. So I had never said it. No, no, I, was no I, a I, I mean, there I've were
0: a couple, a couple
1: a of times, time. like, maybe, like, the, to have, like, a little pause and then, like, a 10-second delay and it would go. But, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, like, nothing that, you know, affected the match. It's not anything. Go Fight Live.
2: No, no, it, <laughs> no it's not like, that
1: seems to have gotten a lot. Unplug, received, that, too, right. unplug that, unplug yeah. that, replug it in, and you know, let's restart. Not, no, like it's just <laughs> little quick stuff, you know.
0: There was another uh, another streaming thing that I wanted to bring up real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch some of it tonight after the show what? if I if I'm awake enough. But um, y'all gotta check out. I'm sure you will the, the Teddy Hart thing that just dropped on oh
3: my goodness
0: yeah
1: i am definitely checking that especially the fact that that's like not even wwe affiliated like yeah definitely
3: because like when you
1: hear
2: teddy hart's gonna have
1: a uh documentary on um peacock like you're thinking oh like the wwe did a documentary on it like okay um and then you're <laughs> like oh this is just like a peacock story like they're gonna go in it's
0: like a tiger like, king type scenario but instead I I, I
1: I think this <laughs> thing's gonna have drugs and prostitutes and all of it and his oh, cats and drugged cats do. It, yeah. like oh yeah um, it's gonna be wild
0: my brother only
1: after this my mm-hmm.
0: brother only knows of him and uh in british bulldog because he just he saw maybe it was through i think it was through hogan knows best like i remember like british bulldog jr was on that because he was like dating brooke or trying to date brooke hogan on the show and my brother's like he remember i remember him anyway long story short the way that those guys dress with like they're, they're basically walk around in, like pajamas and like big big gold chains and stuff um i can't imagine what this teddy hart documentary is gonna be gonna because it has to do with like murder and like cat cat smuggling probably and like Oh man. Oh, it's going to be interesting.
1: I I met him uh, actually. I met him at Wrestle Circus and I went over to talk to him and it was right after he did that most like insane ladder spot in the Indies. It was like maybe four years ago or something. And I couldn't believe that he did that. It was a Canadian destroyer off the top of a ladder, like through a table or something, just nuts. And I mean, high. And uh, I was just like, dude, I can't believe you're here to wrestle after that. And he was just like, oh, man, I'm good. No big deal, you know? I was like, okay. So then, you know, he's pushing his merch and autograph and all. And I buy, like, a, two of his 8 by 10s or something. And he's just like, yo, dude, after the show, like, meet, meet with me. Let's go get a drink and stuff. And I'm like, I'm good. Thanks, yeah, you man, you know? Drink. But, like, I, I wondered to myself, though, like, what would have happened if i would have mm. done that he could have been probably, interviewed for this documentary probably he, yeah. right maybe like probably <laughs> yeah. didn't have a car so he might have like you know tried to take mine and you know like he <laughs> he, he, he almost came across as someone who's like a hustler like you do you, you wouldn't yeah. know that but like if you're an innocent type person that wouldn't know and he's just like i'm going to take advantage of this mark here you know what i mean
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh so yeah i just kind of stayed clear away from him after that but yeah that's my teddy hart story he, I
0: mean, he, he's the biggest guy. But, guy but I was gonna say, He's like the biggest like what if story ever in wrestling to me, like in like history of a guy because uh, he signed to the WWE when he was 18, like fresh out of like the heart dungeon, like Bretter, you know, the, the the bloodline of the heart family, like just.
1: Well, and you remember like the documentary over over. that. I don't remember which one it was, and he was just like, you know, if I have to take some stuff to to advance to get bigger, I will. He's talking about taking steroids on camera, and he's like 18. I'm like, <laughs> God. So, yeah. Um Alexander Fitzgerald with the Super Chat. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Alexander. Hey, and if you guys don't mind, smash that like button. YouTube's doing some weird stuff lately. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but if you actually go to my actual video page, it shows just the videos, and the live part is like the third section over, mm-hmm. and that's where you'll find all the live round stuff. I think it's definitely hurting my views. I think it's definitely hurting a lot of people. Also, I've heard that like if you're not subscribed, it's not even popping up in your feed, like even for like recommendations, so... Be sure to subscribe if you guys want to make sure you're catching our shows. So, just a couple of things there. If you guys have any more super chats to support the channel, we definitely appreciate it. I know everybody's out for the holidays and all that stuff, so thanks for everyone that is in here. Um, and let's let's get into this. So, AEW is selling merchandise of CM Punk. It's a Christmas ornament. What's the percentage of odds of CM Punk coming back to AEW? I personally don't see it after the FCM Punk chance at Full Gear and then romeo said that they were selling his gear at full gear so um and there's been other things too where like i just don't know like at first i thought no chance in hell like it's mm-hmm. over whatever but mm-hmm. i'm starting to feel like we're getting worked a little bit like in in like there's certain things. So yes, they are selling his merchandise. Right. Um, another, another thing is like, I think punk is too comfortable talking about it. Like the way that he talked about it on that commentary and that MMA show, like mm-hmm. to me, if he was really upset about it, like, I just feel like he just doesn't even want to go there. Like you just, we just will not bring just
3: move up. on. don't even bring it up. Just yeah.
1: move on. I'm not laughing. This isn't funny. This is disrespectful. These people ruined my life, whatever, you know, and instead it's just kind of like, you don't want me in a locker room, (laughs) you know, and then like, um, the bucks for the BTE, they made Mm -hmm. sure they put the FCM punk chant in the video, um,
3: Boy, people I, didn't I, like that. Oh, did <laughs> at all.
1: Just, and I was, I was ready to bring the fire. I wanted all the smoke because I'm, I'm team elite all day long. But, um, I just, I just don't know. I mean, to me, business wise, like whatever Nightmare Punk is, can't tell me seeing Punk and Kenny Omega will not be a huge draw, especially if they have heat. Like, like you know, whatever, especially now, especially with this yeah. now. Mm-hmm. CM Punk and Adam Page now is a big deal, right? Like CM Punk versus a lot of people is a big deal. If they actually were able to work this out or figure this out or if this was planned all along or what. Um I don't know. What's what's your guys' take on all this?
3: I, I mean, Yeah, yeah, you go uh, ahead, Brandon. Appreciate it. The yeah. merchandise I'm not making a big deal out of. Yeah. Christmas ornament, you know, they probably produce those in freaking July or whatever. I'm like, right. hey, we're going to be selling right. these. Same thing with t shirts. I'm sure that they own the rights to sell whatever. So I'm not really looking to that. that just. Well,
1: and they crazy. also might have a deal where it's like, as long as he's actually employed with the company, you still have to sell stuff. You know what I mean? Or something right. like that. Like, yes, he is not here, but you still have to sell this or figure it out. Right.
3: Right. Um, you know, we're speculating about mm-hmm. what potentially is going on. And 100%. as the weeks have gone on, I've just thought myself, what do we really know? Like, we here have heard things from Sean Ross Sapp, from Dave Meltzer, from Mike Johnson, from all these people about what has potentially happened in that locker room. But at the end of the day, we really don't know. We don't really know what happened. We don't know what was said. Afterwards, we don't know what type of conversations have been had with the elite and punk. So it's really hard to say if the situation is completely done. Like, CM Punk is never coming back. The way that we see it and what we've been told, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he doesn't come back. But the hints that they have been dropping, not really, maybe not hints, but just the subtle references. Like, MJF has put so many punk references in his promos, even like the one he cut at the scrum. Yes. He quoted Punk, and granted, you know, and I heard this. I'll you know give credit to Voices of Wrestling. They said that they said that it benefits MJF to keep that flame going because you never know he might show up in WWE three or four years from now, and Punk might be there as well. You can kind of continue that feud. So that kind of makes sense for sure. But if you look at this pay per view, you hear those fans with that chant like. If I'm Tony Khan, I'm like, yo, we need to figure something out. If you have to yeah. if they have to bring okay. a trailer for you every week and you're going to sit in there, you're only coming out to do your, <laughs> your promo, you're yes. only messing with the people that you, you're doing your work with and that's it or whatever. Figure something out because there is yep. huge, huge, huge money behind a heel CM Punk coming in, potentially facing a Kenny Omega, potentially facing a babyface MJF. There is so much on the table that you could potentially do with him. And I feel like if, if what we're hearing is true, if you can get these egos pushed aside for the betterment of the business, the betterment of like the fans, cause you know, they will eat this alive for sure. Like we're already yes. talking about the potential of what this could potentially be. I, I think that you know, again, all parties just need to come together and, and figure yes. this out for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, it's gonna be really interesting when they go to Chicago. That's gonna be like, but I'm curious kind of looking at right now. The reaction yeah. where, I don't think it's um,
3: gonna be anything. I, I don't see them getting booed, but one thing I like about AEW audiences is they play to the show. Yeah, and I feel like Chicago might be like, our guy is off the shelf. These guys are just coming back in. They've been involved with this. Maybe we should boo them because of that. So I don't know. I'm very interested yeah. to see how tomorrow goes.
0: Yeah. So. You know, I think that obviously, like, if they could all get on the same page to do something, like, it would be super interesting to see CM Punk as a heel in a. Like, I, I wanted to see him as a heel anyways in AEW, but, like, now, especially, um, I think, obviously, like, it, it's the the big kind of red flag to me though was like the cody situation because i thought that was a work until he showed up on at wrestlemania you know what i mean i was like there's just no way with like how things have gone like i just don't think he's actually gonna leave and this and that with cm punk it's like something definitely happened because like the elite they wouldn't have like brought them back had them win the trios titles and taken them right off tv take the titles away from like like you know it's like we know something happened but like how serious was it and like how much of this also has to do with CM Punk's injured, so, like, they have a timetable to play with anyways before he's even able to do anything. Yeah.
1: That's a big one.
0: So Because
1: it's like, it may be even the decision that they decided with a couple of months ago is not the same one that he had come to a conclusion with by the time that he's healthy. Do you know what I mean? And, personally, the the thing that makes it the most interesting to me is they have now made a fan base of people that decided to watch aew because they like cm punk right and now they hate the elite they hate a lot of aew they hate what it represents so if you could actually have their leader being that guy on tv going up against those guys i mean that that could be big money that could be a huge feud and a big rivalry um And he could just be saying the cornet shtick, the disco inferno shtick, the same type of stuff, and just rail the company, but get heel heat from it. And you know, there's there's a lot of baby faces in that company that would go up against Punk that a lot of people would be behind.
0: When you can also. I mean, you could also pair Punk and MJF together as heels because M. You can keep Punk away from you. Don't you don't want to give him the world title again? Because even all the other stuff aside, the injuries alone, I wouldn't yeah. put the title on him. um so, I don't know. You can even do something like that, maybe, where, like, I mean, just get, like, nuclear heat on those two guys together. Like, have, have CM Punk helping MDF hold on to the title after all this time in their feud and everything.
1: I think he definitely needs to be a leader of a faction that does most of the work, and then he will wrestle on special shows. Like, I think that's right. really all he needs. He needs, like, maybe six to ten matches a year. I don't think he needs to do, you know, a bunch of dynamites you know, and all John this.
3: silver stuff. matches anymore and – no. Lee Moriarty. No. Like, it's just, Daniel like, Garcia, <laughs> Matt
1: Seidel, all those guys. Because he
3: even said he's only got a little bit left on his bump card, so use it, yeah. you know, use it wisely. That's what I'm saying.
1: And, and and just make sure that it's like, you know, big matches. All out Chicago versus Kenny Omega. Are you kidding me? I mean, that would be huge. But at the same point, like, I want to make this clear they're going to be okay without him as well. Yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. think that they have to have him at all. I do think that peak business is him in there, right? Um, but I also like, you know, and this goes into full gear, but like, man, when the elite came out to that entrance, it was just like, a huge weight was off the shoulders. Like I just had this sigh of relief, like, Oh God, finally, like no more of this stupid tension. And when are they showing up and what are they going to be doing? And are they going to quit? Is Kenny going to leave? Like what, what, what's going on? You know, like, it was just like finally back to business. And, um, it was, it was so cool to have them. I, I, I absolutely have missed them. I think that they're awesome. And I, I just, I just don't think people understand the connection to the audience that these guys have. Um, if you weren't part of that Bullet Club is fine, BTE run before all out, like the the fan base that they built, and to not have them part of AEW, it just felt like it was off. It just didn't feel, it didn't feel the same at all.
0: Right, and uh, I thought that the entrance was cool with the the Kansas music and everything yep. and uh the, the actual like the lighting was really cool and uh I think I saw something I think it was Meltzer was talking about how that's supposed to supposedly that's gonna be their trios theme going yeah. forward like they've licensed yep. it so way better ass.
3: than uh Papa books yes. uh, yeah no. yeah no I agree I, agree with I was
0: I was actually surprised when they started coming out to that like on wrestling shows I was like oh it's kind of Kind of strange. It seems
3: like they want a song that people can sing along to because they were yes. singing yeah. they were singing that during that entrance for sure. That's that's cool. Yes. Like we you know I love those entrances, so. It's yeah, nice. it was
1: it was like a special it, it felt like a pay-per-view, right? Mm-hmm. Those special pay-per-view moments, lights goes out, the ticker, then the song hits, they're there, just, it was awesome. So, yeah, I'm I'm, ex- I'm so what do you guys think about the best of 7?
0: I mean, I think they're going to have a lot of really good matches, but I hope they don't, like, jump the shark too much with, like... I mean, because they're going to want to have great matches the whole time. And I and I don't know if they're going to have to, like, have some that are, like, you know, kind of make up for others because, like, maybe they're... You know, I, I don't know. But I'm sure it's going to be, I mean, six incredible wrestlers, so...
3: I'm just excited for the story that's going to be told over the course of the seven. Like, you're going to get those, you know, injuries, like... Ray, and I'm sure we're gonna talk about it. Like Ray Phoenix, maybe he's selling his neck from that DDT that Matt Jackson gave him on the apron, or maybe Matt Jackson's gonna sell his back on one of the matches, or something like that. So it's, it's definitely gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see how they can make these different from one another. Like, Grant, I don't necessarily think they need to be, but you might burn some people out if you're gonna have the same. Like, you can't do the all-out of the uh, the full gear match every single week. It'd be cool if you could, but. You can't do that every single week. So it's going to be interesting to see how they can kind of differ one match from another. Are they going to try to go out there and maybe do like a little bit more comedy one, 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 you know, one match or something like that? It's, I don't know. It's very interesting. You know, maybe a best of five would have been a little bit yeah better on here, but just the light, the layout of everything, you know, like the dates, it just seems like, you know, to kind of culminate in that big show that they're going to have in LA. Like, I'm, I'm excited to
0: see. I, oh, yeah. when when you hear best of seven series, is the first thing you guys also think of Booker T and Chris Benoit? The WCW oh, one. Yeah. yeah, that's that's like yeah. when I think best of seven. That's like the first one that always comes to my mind. I Which, can't think of a whole lot of other best of seven series that have, To be fair, just like when I just remember that one being a best of seven and being a big WCW fan at the time.
3: Do you remember the um, the um, Seamus and Cesaro? And that That's led the to them becoming name.
0: the Bar after after no, right. yeah, that was yeah for like such a big waste of time. That's right. <laughs> was That's like, a, that was, the, was like Mick Foley, right? He was like, "You guys aren't doing anything. You need to fight each other, then team together."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it turned out to be a pretty good tag team, though. Got even credit. Oh, then not they they wound up like vet, like forming in the in the Bar, right? Like like I had like a, like a a bar fight. I forgot all about that. Then they called themselves the Bar, and they were the Bar. Wow. Gotta love it.
1: Um, wow. Yeah, so I kind of want, I wouldn't mind it being some gimmick matches in there, like, yeah. towards the end. Like, whether, yeah. I kind of feel like a street fight, a lights-out match is necessary the way that he used the hammer. Like, I just think that that's kind of like, if you want to go dirty, then we can go dirty as well, and let's just do a, you know, a lights-out match in one of them. I... I You know, they've had a history with ladder matches, cage matches with the Lucha Bros. Wouldn't mind, like, maybe the finale being one of those. Just kind of mixing it up. Um, And maybe, like, something happens where they're getting, you know, like, close to a tie. And so then they come up with something because of something happening in that match. Now we have a gimmick match for the final one or whatever. But I also think it's kind of good to sell tickets-wise because it's like... If you see that date, you know what you're right. getting, and so it's kind of like, okay, I need to go get tickets to this one, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So
0: and they should have one of the they should have an ultimate X match in impact. Say so it reminds me
3: of the uh, it was actually an awesome series, Motor City versus Beer, Money. yeah, yeah, Great. yeah, yeah. That
0: Great.
1: Awesome. and that was a gimmick, every single one, yeah. like there was a street yeah. fight, a ladder match. Um, I don't remember all of them, but yeah, I agree. And do you think too, like kind of when you do a tournament like this, that really brings a lot more credibility to the title. Yes. So whoever wins, it makes the title definitely have more credit credibility, but like overall, like your 2023 projection for the elite. Like, what are you guys thinking it's going to be? Do you think they're just mainly going to be trios? And then every now and then they'll have little feuds with certain people, or do you think it's just going to be for a small run and then they're going to do something else? Like what do you guys think?
3: I'm guessing they'll probably establish the titles if they win them, because obviously we were very surprised at the outcome of the pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would assume they're probably going to win this best of seven. So just, you know, establish Especially
1: them. in California.
3: Right. Establish them as a, a dominant trio, championship trio, and then potentially move on to something else just because, you know, Kenny Omega being away for a year, like, I'm definitely going to be awesome and into these trio trios matches, but like I want to see single wrestlers can you for sure. Yeah. So,
1: facts.
3: Yeah. So that's, hopefully that's they can get a nice mixture of you know, you know, of it for sure.
0: when I think part of this too is like what for like what the next year is gonna look like is also gonna kind of heavily depend on the status of Adam Cole and Adam Page also. Because I feel like they're both like big parts of what this story like should be. Um and especially like adam cole especially if we're going to talk like trios if he was was to you know realign with uh taven and bennett as the kingdom like they could have trios matches with the elite and stuff like that And like they we still need the payoff for adam cole and, and kenny omega and adam page definitely plays a big part in this as well so like that, that's part of it too that's that's the that's i love long-term booking and long-term storytelling and wrestling and i think AEW does a really really good job with it but it's just unfortunate that like you're always, have, you always have to account for like injuries and people not being available and stuff. And like, I feel like we're kind of in that mode right now too. where like the trios is probably the best spot for the elite right now to like help establish those titles and just have like banger matches. But then beyond that, I feel like there's some big stories that they need to tell with, uh, with Hangman and, and Adam Cole too.
1: Well, and you would think also the house of black has got a factor yeah, into
0: this as well.
1: And then, Another thing that happened with the turn of Regal, you can't really call them yeah. the Blackpool Combat Club anymore, right? So, like, it, unless they want to right. just be the Combat Club, or if they just completely want to separate and do their own thing, like, what do you guys think of that?
0: I think they're going to separate. I think that's what was going on because they're already kind of, like, disjointed. Like, they're not always together. You know what I mean? Right. Which is fine, um, but – I mean i think even if they were to end it i think it did a lot to help help wheeler you along the way um and it was just a badass kind of moment in time for like moxley and into to line and a good way for claudio to come into the company and stuff and their alliance yeah. with regal made sense um if they want to keep it going I, I don't have an issue with that either um but i just feel like you know losing regal at the very least you have to rebrand it because like you said you can't be the blackpool combat club without without regal um maybe, yep. maybe I could see a scenario maybe where like Danielson maybe keeps some of it going or like has his own thing with more technical wrestlers or something, maybe. Um, and, and Moxley like veers off and do his own thing. Um, I'm not sure. No, what do
3: you think, thinking. Brandon? Yeah, like Moxley yeah. kind of going off and doing his own thing. I mean, he showed signs, <laughs> you know, heel tactics on the on the match against MJF even like the Magic Gets Punk at All Out, he showed those heel tactics. I, I felt like he can be refreshing a little bit by going heel. Um, same thing with Danielson. You know, whatever he wants to do, kind of go singles. And obviously, Danielson and Claudio, they had tension even before the match. Yeah. You know, with Willie Utah were like, hey, like, you know, Claudio said this, like, but Danielson's going this. And, you know, they've had their attention. And obviously, you saw in the match, you know, even though if it might have been a friendly competition, they were, like, going at each yeah. other for sure. Yeah. So Danielson going away, you know, by himself, I could definitely get that. I've had the thought in my mind of Claudio and Wheeler kind of being a tag team and just kind of being in tag division. i like that. You don't really want those guys to kind of get lost in the shuffle. And, you yeah. know, if, if you can kind of bounce between once it comes up. But if they can be a tag team and bounce between, you know, tagging in AEW, tagging in Ring of Honor, you know, I think that could be a good way to make sure that those guys still stay somewhat prominent and they'll get lost in the shuffle.
0: I like that. I like that idea a lot.
1: Yeah, none of that would surprise me. Also, um, you know, Danielson had beef kind of with Yuta as well. Mm. And he's still kind of like, I don't think that Daniel Garcia thing is necessarily no. dead either. So, I mean, there's a lot there. Um, and it makes me wonder what they're going to do for the Ring of Honor pay per view because that's like in less than a month. I mean, that's like December 10th. Yeah. So they, there's got to be some pretty big matches announced um, that that we haven't seen yet as well. So and, and I don't really know what they're gonna do. Um, I guess real quick let's just go over the full full gear card so we don't miss anything and then we'll kind of just talk about what possible plans for the future could happen. So
3: I thought the show was awesome by the way. Yeah, like outside of a couple I mean there were like two matches that yep. I didn't like, but other than that, like I felt like this was like near the upper echelon of AEW baby it was really good.
1: Yep, I really enjoyed it the way that i use the way that i view it is like what what matches like i'm saving matches what matches would i want to keep from the pay-per-view and i mean i think i only didn't want like two out of all of them so like it was it was very good i really enjoyed it
0: yeah um but before we get into that um we'll, we'll talk about the the full gear card just gonna throw these super chats up here real quick chris Ward. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for the super chat. He says, evening guys, sorry, I'm late, but Steven, this will be my one and only dig. How about them Cowboys biggest road win in franchise history? Yep. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. I appreciate the super chat, Chris. Um, I, I know it's just friendly uh, jabbing a little bit here and I would be, I'd be feeling good if I, if the Vikings won. So I, yeah. I get it. Thank you, Chris. And also um, dirty. Sorry about that. Yeah. You pulled up. Yeah. Uh, dirty yeah, says, I was- uh, uh, do you think that there's any chance that Cornette works with AEW in the future? I, I don't think so because he he probably wouldn't get along with a lot of people there. And also they kind of already did the gimmick with Dan Lambert, it feels like. Like kind of what yeah. they would have done with Cornette kind of would have been something really similar. Um I mean it'd be interesting to see him like managing F T R or something like that, like maybe, but like I, I, I had I, the
3: pipe dream maybe like three
0: years, yeah, four years ago, yeah, but now I'm good. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. I
1: I would watch, right, just because of the heat and everything that would go on with it. But, like, I I don't think it will happen at all. And I really, like, you remember when Bobby Eaton died and he Mm -hmm. found out, like, Tony gave him a nice tribute and all this stuff. And he's over here crying on the podcast talking about how he'll never say another bad thing about AEW and they've earned his respect. And now he just goes, like, full-blown – just destroying trying to destroy the company and i'm mr cm punk all day long and all this stuff it's like it's like dude i just don't trust him i don't believe anything he says i think he has to feed his fan base and i just think that he's not a lot of his stuff is just ridiculous overall like i just and and what frustrates me what frustrates me too is like this whole idea of like a draw right like, you you have to uh, try to draw in a casual viewing audience and quit feeding the marks everything that they want because all you're going to do is just keep your fan base, but you're not going to grow and all this stuff. And it's like, for example, like a guy like Will Ospreay, I will buy a ticket to see him wrestle. and He's not the most charismatic guy, and he's not, but like, I know... I will get my money's worth if he's on the card. You know what I mean? And there's a ton of guys like that, that it's not just about, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and all this other stuff. Like, I, I see, you know, a bunch of people say this stuff and it's like, what do you guys want, Jaden ba- Bow Wow? Like, is that what oh, you yeah, want please. to try to get a casual viewer? Like, nobody cares about that either. But- whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa. Slowly
0: roll. All I want to do is see you bounce with me, bounce with me. I wasn't saying all that. (laughs) I think it'll be be like a
1: minute and a half segment of the backstage thing. I don't think it's going to get like a bunch of TV time and they're really like
0: promoting it. Something quick you can
3: post on like Instagram or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When you know, you know, it's like kind of an uphill battle going into it when, like, I noticed on the graphic it said like, you know, TVS champion Jade Cargill. And then underneath it said, rap star bow wow because like they had to like make sure people knew like if you didn't know who this was he's a rap star um because i bet more people know of him through like fast and furious than rapping like at this point oh i know him as like
1: like mike like that's like and not only that like i just remember him on mtv and being like who is this kid man he can rap like you know like never yeah. really saw a lot of that, a little, back big, then, that big young.
0: mama big mama's house soundtrack that was like i think we like we're like yeah. blew them up yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um
1: i love steven how you completely just like turned off modern entertainment yeah. once it hit like 2005 yeah i'm out
0: I started seeing it for what it was, but like I, I had too much like info already downloaded like through my childhood, you know, I paid so much. Like Eddie attention. Kingston
3: when it comes to his clothes. He said it's 1998. <laughs> yeah. on my head. I'm not moving past this year. It's like, yeah. It is.
0: Yeah. yeah. So Roll Bounce was he? Yeah, I remember that movie too. Bounce, yeah. Roll balance, yeah. Roll I remember that one. Um, yeah, like Mike though. That was yeah, a pair of Jordans get electrocuted on a wire, and then he plays like Michael Jordan, makes it to the NBA. Hey then gets adopted by um one of his teammates so you
1: know that like juana man and whatever he wasn't in Joanna was, man like, but that was it was right around the same time i remember watching was, both
0: yeah i remember Joanna man they used to like loop on like hbo that see that that's yeah. we're over here like complaining about streaming to certain degrees like i know we all love it and it's the future and everything but like it's so much better than it was back in the day when, like, you had, like, the HBO channel, and it would just play the same movie, like, all day. And I remember sometimes it would just be Juana, man, for, like, the entire day. Yeah. Um, and, and that's better to watch, you know? <laughs> well,
1: and then it's today. like, there wasn't no, there was even a guide or anything, so you're sitting there, and they're, like, coming up, and then you're, like, waiting to see what it is, yeah. and then they'll make the oh, announcement. Oh, we,
3: we had the guide. We just had to go to the, <laughs> the grocery store to buy it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just it, talking about, yeah. like, there's no on yeah. the TV.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I remember being up late, like, okay, this movie's about to end. Let me check back in, like, five minutes to see. Oh, here's credits. Okay, what's next? You know, and it'd be like, coming up, Arliss. And I'd be like, ah, yeah. damn it. I wanted this, you know. <laughs> but then it'd be like, coming up, Tango and Cash. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now so, yeah. we're just like, what do we want to watch? Hit one button on something. It's right you there. Just, like, and scrolling
3: scrolling yeah, for I got like too many options minutes. that I scroll. Yes. Like, I don't know. I'm going yeah. to watch something else yeah
1: exactly speaking of real quick uh, trip down memory lane did you guys catch that uh documentary on pepsi points for the harriet jet Mm -hmm. check it out it's crazy it's a trip down memory lane basically do you remember the pepsi points contest where they had like dion and cindy crawford and britney spears and like based on how many points you got um you could get like a shirt or sunglasses. And this is like under like the bottle cap.
0: of Like you, like yes, this is back in the nineties. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. it's
1: like back in the nineties. Well, they messed up in the advertisement. They showed all this stuff. This kid had this, and they're like so and so points, whatever. Well, then he had a jet, like a legit, like twenty-two million dollar jet that he shows up at a school parking lot in, and it says seven million points. And, like, no disclaimer, no nothing. So this guy's like, dude, I'm going to go get it. So he figured out a way to get 7 million points, sent in the the check to them because, basically, it was, like, 10 cents per point. Sent him a $797,000 check, and Pepsi didn't want to pay out. So he takes him to court, and it's a wild story. But it has, That's like, so crazy. much throwbacks of, like – Old Pepsi commercials and like old MTV stuff and yeah,
0: it's a it's a cool throwback show. I love that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Sounds that right up my alley. So
1: yeah, it was it's definitely worth checking out. It's called Hey Pepsi, Where's My Jet? It's, worth, it's <laughs> on Netflix. It's a docu. It's like a four episode documentary series. Nice. <clears throat> but anyways, let's All go right. over full gear. So Jungle Boy Luchasaurus, I thought this match was really good and. Uh, I'm also liking the idea of Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I think it's kind of the next evolution for him.
0: And um, he was kind I of saying that, that too in the po- in the presser afterwards. Yeah. He was like, "I'm pretty much Jack Perry now." Slowly, was that a shot at CM Punk? Slowly, slowly uh,
3: you know, getting out of that character for sure. Right. Yeah. Was that
1: a shot at CM Punk? Yeah, Did
0: eating, you know? eating there. Yeah, it had and a, yeah.
1: the blood, and the blood, yeah. because he could have took yeah. a shower a long time ago, and he kept the blood on, and then he was eating, and it was just yeah. kind of like. I didn't pick up on it, but somebody mentioned it and I just was just kind of like, that doesn't really seem like him, but I, I, I guess it was because you would have think you have wipe that off a long time ago.
0: There's probably a lot of people like this is reckless speculation, but like, you know, I could imagine if Jungle Boy maybe didn't like CM Punk very much because he's like a day one AEW, like help build the company on his back guy. You know what I mean? Like I can yeah. see a lot of those guys being feeling kind of disrespected by that whole situation. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but well,
3: he was also, like, a huge WWE fan when, like, Punk was, yep. like, on his run as well. So, sure. he was a well, kid I mean, in that time period, you know? Well, I mean,
0: I think, the, I think like, the Young Bucks were, like, friends with CM Punk. Like, good, like, actual friends, you know? But I don't think they are anymore. Who's to
1: say they aren't? I mean, maybe they still are. All of Big John. Hey, hey,
0: order. hey, boy, I'm pretty sure he was best friends with, with Cole Cabana. Yeah. You
1: know? I don't think they're friends. I <laughs> no, I know. I'm just
0: saying. I'm just saying, like, the change is, like... I, but I, I mean, you're right. Jungle Boy. I remember like Jungle Boy being like in the crowd at like, SummerSlam and stuff like that and everything. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. Match was
3: good though. I enjoyed was, the match. It was very good. Um, yeah. When he came out, I was getting Hell in a Cell Shawn Michaels vibes. I didn't say anything though. I was just like, oh, that kind of interesting they look like. And then he yeah. showed in the presser that that was like the inspiration for it. Um, like I yeah. said, he's slowly starting to get out of that Jungle Boy phase, which I think that's. Maybe why he kept the boots, like those ugly brown boots versus, you know, yeah. just still having a part of the Jungle Boy with him. But right. um, I thought the match was cool. I didn't love that they went outside the cage, but that seems like that's kind of what cage matches are these days. Um, you know, that they brought the weapons in, but I thought everything worked out well. I thought that they had some really cool spots um, in the cage. And obviously that that jump from the top of the cage was pretty crazy i mean he he almost missed but it, it definitely yeah. worked out for sure that
0: was a real elbow drop like his right. a, his elbow actually broke that table like yeah. it seemed like
3: telling... he didn't want to just like crash on the dude or something like that <laughs> so he's just trying to come on his elbow but i don't know he's it lucky he through. didn't
0: hurt himself though because like he it almost looked like he landed on the mat before the table broke he because mm-hmm. it, like, it like broke kind of like as he was still falling um but yeah the mat the match was badass um and I think the right guy won, too. Like, this was, like, it was time for Jungle Boy to, like, get this win over Luchasaurus, it felt like. And the steel cage made a lot of sense. Great cool. match placement as well. I
2: also
1: like the fact that, like, you know, he had to, like, kill Lucha to finally win. Like, it wasn't like he just, you know, here's my finisher and it's over. Like, he he really, Luchasaurus didn't lose any credibility in this match. So, yes. I thought it was a, it was a good match. And, yeah. I, and someone said, do you think we'll get Christian... In the in the future, him and I, I think it'll happen, but it's just a it's a long healing process. I mean, you're probably looking at like May or June for Christian, so that's probably I would think when it would happen. So, but yeah. the moment
3: they can have the chance to do it, they should do it. Honestly. Yeah, I agree. Like even if you have to do like a main event Dynamite or something like that, like you don't want to yeah. waste any time. Like you see with Punk, like all those dream matches yep. kind of went out the window. So gotta stop wasting time. Gotta get the stuff done with when he can.
0: Yeah, and yeah. Uh, um, I know uh, at the at the presser afterwards, I, Will Washington asked uh, Jungle Boy what it felt like climbing to the top of that cage because that's become such like an iconic thing in AEW. Like when they do those cage matches because the cage is so high. Like I was there in Atlanta for the Cody and Wardlow one, and like I was like looking from underneath, and I was like, "Oh my god, like this is incredible." Um, so it was cool hearing uh, Jungle Boy was like, he was he was like, "Yeah, it really was nuts." Like when right before I like. Stood up there, like how just insane that the crowd was, and that moment and stuff. Um, and then he was super over Jungle Boy, so I mean, yeah. that was you know, and also quick, quick shout out. Um, on the pre show, um, you know, obviously Eddie Kingston got a dream match over uh June Akiyama, got the win there, so that was uh, that was cool to see on the pre show. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks over Brian Cage in the pre show, which they moved the because that was on the pay per view, it was supposed to be, yeah, uh, the number one contender match, but I liked that they I, moved it to Dynamite.
1: I really liked the, what, 10 matches for the pay-per-view. I thought that was a nice little sweet spot. Didn't feel yeah. too long. I basically missed Zero Hour because I didn't want to watch 13 matches. I didn't want to be burned yeah. out. I just wanted to mainly focus on pay-per-view, so I didn't watch the Best Friends versus the Nightmare Factory or whatever. That was the only one well, of on the, um, yeah.
0: well, the, what I, the what, One thing that needs to be mentioned about that, though, that I liked about the the opener is the, so Danhausen like, he came out like at the end of the match to like you know help save the team, but they Doug's over here like, falling asleep. But yeah. but they, what I liked about this is they had him come out as evil Danhausen, and he actually yeah. like had like some good moves and stuff. Like so they they made like a pretty clear distinction in character now where like like. Happy, funny comical Danhausen just gets his ass kicked whenever he wrestles. But like evil Danhausen actually goes in there and throws people around and stuff. So I like that they've established that. Um a- a- as far as the pay-per-view. So yeah, great opener with the steel cage match. And then the next one is the big return for the elite. Uh, Death Triangle defeats the elite to retain the trios titles. And we touched on it a little bit earlier, but um, yeah, none of us expected that. I mean, we all Thought it was a foregone conclusion. If the elites coming back, they're winning these titles back and picking up where they left off. Um, So, how do you feel about this one, Brandon? I mean, we kind of, like I said, we already kind of touched on it, but like, I mean, mean, this match was incredible. Yeah,
3: it's one of the best matches of the year, classic stuff. I mean, what did you expect with these six guys in there? Um, Like I mentioned, that spot when Ray Phoenix took that DDT on the apron was just so sick. Um, Yeah, obviously, they had tons of crazy spots. What I loved was the story that they've been t- telling for months with Pac and this yes. hammer. Um, yes. That he's been trying to get, you know, Phoenix to, Phoenix. to cheat. And he's just like, no, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. And it gets to the point that they actually use it in this match. And what I liked was the way that they used it is that Kenny was going for the one wing angel and he hit him with it and did the roll up. And it was almost like harking back to all out the trio's match when. Uh, what's his name? Got the 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 uh, false finish on Kenny uh, John Silver when he rolled him up. Mm. So like that into play, you would think like, oh, maybe he's gonna kick out, but he doesn't. He actually yeah. pins him, and like I was super super shocked. But it was an awesome finish. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed well, and also
1: I like too the fact that like Phoenix realizes he can't win doing oh. it the right way. So like he's he's facing now a loss if he doesn't do anything. So like he was forced to use the hammer and then after he used it, he was like consoled by like Penta and pack and like, you did great. You did it, you know, and he's still like shooken up about it. You know what I mean? Like, like he just, it was his first time he shot somebody or something, you know? Um, I, I like the whole story of it and the buildup of how they've been doing that with the hammer and everything. It was really, really smart.
3: He being story for the people who say they don't tell stories. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You just don't pay attention, is all it is. Just say what it is. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, you true. don't watch weekly, you're not picking up on what's going on. You're yeah. on your phone when
3: dynamite's going on. It's just like right? you know, just pay attention. And you'll see a
1: bunch of spot fest monkeys, spots and all shut up. uh, like that's one thing too like i don't think the young bucks get enough credit for for their storytelling i think they have some really great storytelling in some of their matches like when it's actually meaningful feuds they're really good like one of the best story tag matches i've ever seen was the young bucks versus the golden lovers at that new japan show like that that was incredible um Mm -hmm. they they they've always had good stuff
0: Next match was Jade Cargill retaining the TBS title over Nala Rose. Um, Real quick
1: there, Steven. mm -hmm.
0: Just overall,
1: Brandon, like, do you think Kenny is, like, to me, Kenny looks more explosive, more healthy than I've seen him in, like, four years. Like, I, I can tell a big difference. Those surgeries definitely have helped him.
3: The time off, the surgeries, I even think the gap between all out and full gear. Like, he had a time to come into the ring, get readjusted to being back into the ring, and he had some time to take, like, okay, what worked, what didn't work for me coming back. And I think you're even seeing, like, the improvement of that within this match. So, yeah, I think he's going to be on his all-time game. I'm very excited for 2023. time for
0: January. Yeah. Yes. We'll talk about that right after the main event. We'll, We'll go right into that. Um, um, this so,
3: match yeah, stunk, man. Like, come yeah. on, like <laughs> crash, Jade versus crash. Nyla, it wasn't good. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't hate the story. I did not hate the story. I thought it was okay. Um, But Jade, she's not getting better. She's a star, and I think yeah. that she should be on TV. But she should be having three to four minute matches. Like, why is the match with Athena, who Athena's better in the ring than Nyla Rose? Why is her match only four minutes? But they get. Eight to nine minutes or whatever it was. Like, I, I don't understand that. Again, this match was not good at all. No. Um, and yeah, just leave it at that. Does that's amazing, pretty
0: fair. Honestly. Yeah, that's pretty fair. And uh, yeah, I will I, say I, this: I love Jade. Jade's, oh. Jade's
1: interest was dope. Like, ring attire, she always and all kills that. it. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate those things.
0: Yeah, and we've been saying this quite a bit over over the months. Like, Satlander might be the one to beat Jade. She would make a lot of sense, but like. Sadlander's been getting hurt a lot too. Like, it's hard to like put a lot of your, your eggs in the basket sometimes when like you have to account for that. Like, Listen, Sadlander's been out a lot.
3: I, I hate it. They did it early, later in this show, the triple threat match where somebody else pins someone else and they become the champion. It's not my favorite. I do not like it. But if we need to get this belt off of her and put it on somebody else, so if they got to do that, then th- that's fine. But again, like, what, I just,
1: what about Tony Storm?
3: Her being the champion, or
1: her her facing Jade for the TBS title, so I feel like that would be like the first real threat for Jade.
3: I would like it, but I also would like if Tony were to win the belt. Honestly, especially the fact that we're still in this interim BS. Yes. and and we'll talk about it in this. We'll talk about it in a second. Yeah, but yeah I, I, I yeah, would, would. I would definitely. It goes hand-in-hand we'll hand
1: is why I brought it up. But, yeah, let's let's talk about the women's title and we can maybe go back to the TBS. Yeah. All right. All right. Go to the next match, dude. All
0: right. So this one, I like this match a lot. The, we had Chris Jericho retaining the ROH World Championship over Danielson, Casting and Guevara. Dude, yeah. I love the YOLO effect. Elbow at the end um, yep. when he dove over uh, – I, I just called it the yellow effect. That's mm-hmm. not the name, but y'all know what I mean. I thought that I mean, he kind of missed it, but like I appreciate it. I think that, that he helped. Anyway, I think court. the
3: way that he, it was kind of ugly, but I think at least for me, I think that that helped, honestly. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Like, and that was a badass match. Like, there was no downtime. Everyone was just all over the place. Like, these are four of the best. Like, Samuel Guevara just gets nuclear heat, but like he can go in the ring. Like, we all know that. Like,
1: do you, do you guys get it? Like, do you understand why he is as hated as he is?
0: Like, I think a lot of it has to do with the fickle AEW fan base. Dude, they they they'll, they'll pick people and just it's like it's, cancel it's, culture. All it's like it's it's people caring too. And this this is not just this is
3: goes. This applies so much. You care too much about someone else's personal life. Right, it, it gets is. involved in yourself, and you become attached to it for some reason. So. When he does something that you don't like, you're just going to go out there and boo him. Sammy is he, – he's stupid. He's, 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 yeah, not stupid. Like, he's not stupid. He's dumb. There's a difference. I, I get what you're saying. He's, he's, he's very dumb, but he's very talented. And but, like, are you
1: watching it and being like, oh, man, a Sammy Guevara match? Like, I'm still glad no, that I'm, he's on the card. I'm still, like – I was Dude, geeking I think-
3: out. I was front row for Dynamite a couple weeks ago, and I got to see Danielson versus Guevara, and you know, right there. And I'm sitting there geeking out because of how awesome it was. So
1: that's my that's my thing. It's like yeah. I think I think Sammy's damn good, and I I pre- I give AEW a lot of respect for not giving up on him. Because you could have easily just been like, look, they don't like you anymore. We'll kind of put you down on the bottom of the card. And I really feel like Jericho might have went out of his way and said, like, hey, man, just come over here. Like, I know things aren't going well right now, but, like, come in this group. We'll keep you on TV, everything. And, like, I, but, but like, to me, I know when Sammy Guevara is on the card, especially on pay-per-view, like, that kid is going to give you everything he has. Like, I – I don't I, I get I get why people don't necessarily like him I as totally a get person, it, yeah. mm-hmm. but yeah. like I still appreciate him. And I like don't want him fired. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he has X-Pac heat, go away heat, and I and I don't think that he necessarily deserves that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we forget about it because I mean, it was this year, but it's been so much has happened this year. But that ladder match you had with Cody at the beginning of the year was like maybe the best ladder match I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like, amazing. It incredible. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a giant Cody Mark. I know some people hear that and be like, "Well, Cody, no, like that was Sami Guevara was the one hitting crazy cutters off ladder to ladder and stuff like that. Like that that was that was nuts." Um, and then we've already talked about you know Claudio and Danielson. I mean, through are the best. And and I, I, you know, once again, I'm a Jericho Mark, but like I like seeing him with the Ring of Honor title, and I think it's gonna have a payoff. Like I think somebody eventually beating him for that title is gonna mean something, and it helps. They're, they're just in this weird limbo with Ring of Honor not having a TV TV deal and stuff and it's like, you know, that's not Jericho's fault. Do you, do you guys think Sammy gets special treatment?
1: Because I remember Sammy being suspended for the Sasha thing. I remember him getting in trouble backstage. I remember him having issues with Matt Hardy, but like I also think it's, it's like he's special treatment, but like he also goes out of his way and delivers in the ring too. So it's not like he's just like some lost cause in my opinion. Like I just, I, I don't think. Let's be I mean, none of this stuff really started until he, him, and Tay started to do their thing. Well, like no, that the
0: well, the Sasha stuff was before, right? Oh, like for he, sure, for well, sure. Well, he said it way earlier, and it also, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but but
1: like, I feel like people mostly moved on to because he was super over. He was really over, like during the whole inner circle time. But like, dude, that when that Tay stuff started, I mean, it it they turned on him so fast for that, and then it, and then they rubbed it in their face, and then mm-hmm. now, if you notice, Tay doesn't come out with him anymore. Like, it's, it's to the point to where they're
0: just like, yeah, we're not doing that. I think the fan base feels, like, they feel disrespected because, like, we witnessed him propose to this other woman in front of us, and, like, you know what I mean? It's not like, our they... business, though, No, man. No, no, like, no, no, no. I, no I, I I'm not saying you, angry. I'm just saying No, general, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not our business. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, we saw it, but... But I'm just saying it's the same kind of fans that, like, turned on Cody and that turned on Moxley on the pay-per-view. and so It's, like, it's the people that are, like, you're, it, it, it's, like... I think there's just some people that are just waiting. And listen, there's good reason to dislike some of these people. Like I get it, but the Sammy stuff, like I said, like we're but like we're all saying. I mean, how many of our favorite athletes have, you know what I mean? Like, have done stuff that we're just like you kind of gotta look the other way and be like, all right, well they're playing my favorite sport. I'm just like I'm gonna keep watching it. Like it just is what it is. Like, you know, it depends on what they did, of sure. course. But like, si- sim- simply. You know cheating or whatever is going on in your personal life with your own relationship that's just none of that's just none of my business at all like and you know i just i just it's just a non-factor as far as i'm concerned for me, whether I'm not but, been, i've been a fan of somebody so but it's
1: one thing too it's like this isn't just some girl he's like smashing on the side like they end up getting married like this isn't just that's like true. some little hookup thing like that's why it's like it is what it is. I mean, if anything, I think it's her taste career more than anybody. Like she was actually like hitting yeah. singles matches, on title matches, like she was starting at most improved wrestler, all this stuff. Now you never see her wrestle. Like it's one of those things that like it, it really hurt her career more than anybody.
3: He proposed to his girlfriend, it didn't work out. Relationships, they, they don't work out. Like sometimes they just don't work out, and know' going to someone else. Like I just, I don't see the issue at all. I don't know why people are so upset about it.
0: Yeah, but this dude. match was awesome. Yes, like did we all turn on Miss Elizabeth when you know she switched over to Lex Luger and Ric Flair and stuff over there? We watched, we watched her get you know, married to Randy Savage right in front of us. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: It was I was not a fan of uh, Miss Elizabeth and NWO. I was not a fan. Yeah. 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 It Ms. Was Ms. Elizabeth weird. She was such a, a mute. Heel. I just, I don't yeah,
0: know. you're right. No, I know. I know what you mean. Miss <laughs> right.
1: Elizabeth as a heel was just, it, it felt way wrong because mm-hmm. she was always just so pure. She was pure as snow. It just didn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> next nice match. Yeah. We'll move on. We'll move real on.
1: quick. Mm-hmm. So, who do you guys think Jericho will, by, by the way, I love that Jericho's facing Ishii to, tomorrow. Yes. But yes. Thank you. Who Who do you guys think will face Jericho for the title at the pay per view at Brig of Honor? Or have we even seen them yet? Like, do you I think would, it's going to be some outsider or do you think it I will the, be like Danielson or something like that? I was going Danielson, honestly. Yeah. I I just think if you're trying to play it safe and you're trying to get pay-per-view numbers like Jericho Danielson for the ROH title, probably Danielson will win, which will like solidify ROH legacy and all that stuff. Bring pride back to Ring of Honor. Danielson will defend the title and all that stuff. I I just I kind of feel like it's going to be Danielson and Jericho.
0: I, I think so too. The only the only thing that throws me off about that though is that we've seen it, you know, a few times. Yep. And Jericho that'll be the fourth Anderson. time.
1: That'll be right. the fourth time in like three months.
0: Yeah. See, like this is interesting. Like Austin Aries or Adam Cole Baby. I don't think they're gonna go anywhere near Austin Aries. Um but listen, yeah. that's a, but that's another scenario where it's like I don't agree with like anything he says, but like so I talented, watch him man. but like I watch him wrestle. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not going buy his merchandise.
1: I could care less. He can come tomorrow. It won't offend me at all. Low key, yeah. I mean, dude,
0: AJ Styles has been out there talking. Like, I remember, like, remember remember when AJ Styles was talking about like, I'm not saying there was flat, but there's just there's stuff about it. You know what I mean? It's just like you don't have to agree with all the the, all the stuff. I remember there was a. I don't remember what
1: backstage show it was on TNA. And now that I know more of their personalities than I did before, it was Mick Foley and AJ Styles. And Mick was like, I'm trying to tell them how good of a guy Obama is. And AJ was just like, not having it at all. And I'm just like, I can only imagine that type of conversation that they were having back then. So, yeah. But it's just one of those things that like, I don't care. You're a pro wrestler. I don't need to like you as a person or anything like that. Just the, if you can bring something to the table, bring it. I don't care.
0: Yeah, next match we had was Soraya defeating Doctor Britt Baker DMD. Um, she gets to win in her return match. Um, what did you all think about this one?
1: Uh, it did not. I thought so. Here's my I thing. I felt the buildup was good. I, I enjoyed the whole thing. I feel like that this match was rushed. It should not have happened. They needed to establish Soraya more. Um, and also, like, to me, Brit is kind of her mountaintop. This match should have been big box office. And it just it just was flat, man. The crowd wasn't behind it. The It, it just wasn't. And I have a hard time judging Soraya because it's been five years. But, like... It's pretty basic. I don't think that like she's not standing out much, and I don't know all what she's going to bring to the table. But I don't want to crap on her for one match after five years. I mean, we saw CM Punk do like fifteen headlocks against Darby at All Out. Like, you just if they get better, you know. So I, I don't know. But it, it wasn't it wasn't what I don't think they wanted, and I didn't think that the crowd was nearly behind it as I thought they were going to.
3: What's the quintessential? If you don't think think hard enough, what's the quintessential Sareya match?
0: I don't have one. The first, uh, it'd be NXT NXT with uh. Now I can't remember who the opponent was was it her Natty had a really good match. when might say
3: that maybe Emma is what people say. Yeah, Emma.
0: And I, I was there live in New Orleans when she debuted and won the title from um yeah, I was from there. uh April um yeah Aj Lee Aj AJ Lee. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that wasn't really a match, but that was a big moment. That was cool, but no, that I, I kind of get what you're going with with, with that though. So, but,
3: yeah. this match was like fine. Um, yeah, to be honest, I was bored through the majority of it.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, I have not loved this build up. Um, I haven't no. been into Soraya, to be honest with you. I think the build up, something, something was funky with this build up, and I even tweeted like is Soraya the heel in this? Because the way that she was talking, like, I wasn't behind any of her words that she was saying. Like, she's coming in here and talking about needing to fix the women's division and this and that. I'm like, I don't necessarily hate the women's division as much as everyone else makes it the big deal about. So I don't really see where you're coming from. Like, you're saying that it's not as good as the place that you come from. Like, I don't care about that place. Like, I don't want to hear about right. any type of revolutions or stuff that you have. So, like, I was already on the fence with her when it comes to stuff like that, and then when you look at her matches that she's had over her career, Soraya's never really been that good. She was decent in a time when WWE's women division was, like, really, really bad. Like, still in the yeah. Divas, era, Divas era, and she, along with, like, like, Natty and, like, Emma, like, they were, like, the standouts, but... After a year or so, when you have the horsewoman come into the building and you have all these really good, you know, Asa's coming in there, all these really good yeah. women's wrestlers, like, you compare them to Soraya, like, she's not that great. And you look at That's this good. match, there was nothing that stuck out that is just like, oh, yeah, like, I'm I'm excited that she's back. Like, you look at her moves, like, nothing, like, she wasn't laying anything in. She threw that running knee like, two times. And it looked so bad each time. Like, she wasn't putting anything into it. And I think Britt did a decent job. But Britt's only going to be as good as her opponent. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that she had a strong opponent, you know, when it came to this. So, I didn't like this match um, at all. I felt that the Nyla Rose and um, Jade Cargill, I felt like they... Killed the crowd after having two awesome matches between the cage and the tri- yeah. trios. And then I felt the ring of honor four way. They brought the crowd back. They got the crowd back into it. And then this match came and just laid an egg and it just wasn't good. The finish sucked. And yeah, I just, I, 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 I wasn't a fan of it at all. Yeah. I, I didn't like this match. No.
1: I I thought, I thought Richard what should have won. I just, I don't see why Serena would need to go in there and win. She's been, yes, she hasn't wrestled in five years. Um, I just think that she should have tried her best and just came up short and then she would have should have gone to the back to the ladder and tried to work her way to the top again or something. But the reason I liked the buildup though, is like on the countdown show, I liked it. I like how they were discussing like whose house it is and the tension that they had. I like the back and forth that they had uh, on the mic and stuff. Like I enjoyed that part of it, but I, I didn't. I didn't love this match or anything. I didn't hate it. But I no,
3: no, I didn't. It. I just, I just couldn't get into it. Was it was just it there. Said it it yeah. was there.
1: Steven, thoughts?
0: Yeah, no. I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, I didn't think the match was great either. I didn't think the finish was, was great either. Like, I think Soraya is – so, when, when she came in, we were, we were kind of like looking at the, the bar of being like other signings that were somewhat similar like tony storm or like ruby riot and stuff like that and i was saying like sreya seems bigger than those because of like the time off and like she was super over with the wwe and there was like the fan base really really wanted uh wanted to see her back um but yeah i mean i don't don't know exactly what to make of it though because i i thought the match wasn't great i do think that brit is still um still needs to be established like again is like the top woman, if not like one of the top women in the division um, coming out of this, but um, it's also only one match. So I don't want to like be too harsh yeah. on a either. Cause like, I don't, it was just the one match. And, but I, I, I you make a good point though, Brandon, about uh, Britt being as good as her opponent. Cause I, I've been saying something similar myself about that um, pretty much since she, she joined AEW where I, I feel she's really talented, but if she doesn't have a really good opponent, it's never that good. It's, no. it's
3: one match, but the real estate on these shows are so important, man. Like, you can't come out I here agree. and we'll give her this one, but you can't come out and lay an egg on an AEW pay per view. Like, these shows are top tier, and obviously, people are paying good money to watch this stuff. You, you, you really, and especially they're paying, I know they're paying her a lot of money. I know she's getting like no, two or $2 three million dollars sure. or something like that crazy. For so, sure. like, you would give her this one. This is your comeback match, but like, Again, you hope to see some improvement, but I don't know. Hopefully.
0: And this is another thing where like we don't we're not gonna get into this at all. I'm gonna we'll move on to the next match, but I just want to throw this out there. Like there is a lot of talk, a lot of talk often on the internet about more women's matches on the pay per views. And they did that. Like they gave us three women's matches on the pay per view. Two of them were terrible. Two of them were really good. And we're not saying that's because they're women. We're just saying like that's like that's like they 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 they, they, right we're gonna get to that in a second, but the the point I'm trying to make is like no gender aside, like you have to deliver on these pay-per-views because of the real estate, just like Brandon's saying. So it's going to the the spotlight's gonna shine even brighter when it is the women's matches because it's like people are fighting to get these women's matches on the pay-per-views, and if they're not delivering, then it's like maybe some of those opportunities aren't there by the next pay-per-view. Especially that's, that's when they, the they didn't
3: have 13, 14 matches on the main card. Like they they sides down. So like you getting that spot is even more crucial. Yeah. You, you gotta
0: deliver for sure. So we'll see exactly. where, where we go from here. Exactly. Um after that we had this was another big surprise I think to everybody. Samoa Joe defeats Wardlow and uh powerhouse Hobbs to yes. win the TNT championship. So I from one perspective I kind of saw the I saw the unification of those two titles at some point. Like, I think they'll eventually just get rid of the ROH TV title. I, I feel like, because I feel like it's not really super necessary to like bring no. up honor as a company. Um, um, but I did, I, I didn't see Samojo winning this thing. Like I thought if anything, powerhouse Hobbs might sneak away with it or Wardlow would just, you, you know, just keep moving on. But like, I'm, I'm kind of pleasantly surprised though, that Samojo won the match. Um, what about yeah. you guys?
1: Um, I, I, I'm just kind of surprised and it kind of feels like Joe's actually ready to like have a run where he's like, you know, going to be there fairly often and wrestle fairly often with the belt. So that's an encouraging sign. Uh, I don't know what you do with Wardlow. He's such a tough case to decide what to do because to me, it's like title or nothing. Like if he, if he's not going for the world title, I just don't, I don't see him just being in minor feuds and people still really behind him. You know what I mean? So that's a tough situation. I really thought Hobbs was going to win this, so I don't really know what you do with Hobbs. By the way, I absolutely hated his gear. I didn't like that at all. It was like purple and white and neon green, and it just didn't really fit him to me. I, I thought they should do something else. Um, but anyways, I, I thought that uh, I, I was – and what did I say last week or something? I said like, I missed the fact of like not knowing who is going to win. And, like, when we're doing these pay-per-views and, like, already knowing the outcomes was frustrating. And I really felt like at Full Gear they did a really good job of swerving us multiple times and giving us something different that we didn't expect. And I think it really helped the matches and the pay-per-view overall.
3: I think that's probably, for me, the saving grace of this match. I think this match wasn't bad. I feel like it suffered because of the previous match, because the crowd yeah. wasn't super into it. Um, when I saw it was a triple threat, I assumed this was to get the belt off of Wartlow. And I'm not against that decision. Like, I, I want to see like a TNT, I want to see like something where it's defended like every week or every other week. And Wartlow is not that guy. I mean, he's just going to go out there, and Powerbomb Symphony, and you can't. You know, we've already seen Tony's not going to destroy his top guys and put them in there. So you're just going to get your Lee Moriarty's and your Chuck Taylor's and stuff like that. And, you know, so I'm not mad that he lost the title again. I would have liked to seen it on on uh, Powerhouse. That would have been cool. But the fact that Joe has it, hopefully, like you mentioned, they combine those those titles together. I think that would be like the biggest benefit for him winning right now. Yeah, Uh, but the match was the match was fine.
1: Do you think yeah. that he's on the ROH pay-per-view? Joe? Yeah. 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 Has to be.
3: yeah. I went to uh Bleach Report and they have it up for pre order already and he's like front and center on there.
1: Yeah. Oh
0: nice. Yeah. yeah so I mean like, part of that.
1: So I mean if Jericho, let's just say hypothetically, like Jericho, uh Danielson, Joe, F T R, likely the Briscoes, like that's a pretty solid show. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's just sell pay per views. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's just they're it's just gonna be interesting to see if they have more of a distinction of like ring of honor like if they do get a more consistent, you know, TV deal and stuff going forward, like they need to they need to have like a ring of honor roster, like they need to they need to start separating because it is overkill sure like you having that. yeah, that. I, I I have faith. Hey, in the Dalton world Castle
3: today. is not gonna probably not show up on AEW as much. I mean, maybe like dark or something like that, but like might be yeah, dark
0: so. fine but i'm so saying even like, someone like danielson like if angel. he's the ring of honor world champion I, i'd rather weird. just see i, really
2: okay,
0: do. I I'd, I'd rather just see like you know danielson's ring of honor champion like i just want i want danielson to be like all like pretty much exclusive to ring of honor you know what i mean like i want to see him on aew because i'm a fan but like i want to see the ring of honor like is this weird kind of double dipping like that because if you know what i mean we you gotta know, have a tv
3: show first mean, before we get to that point of that's yeah, what i'm saying true. so true, like right.
2: if, if if so.
1: he's only wrestling on Ring of Honor, that only might be like two times a year. No, no, no. I'm like, saying
0: I, I was saying with a consistent, like a consistent product, like with a, with a TV it. deal of some kind, where there, where he's, sure. he's on often. Yeah. No, but, but the way that it is now, of course you wouldn't do something like that. Of course not. Um, <laughs> be, okay, next match. Um, okay, I love this match. This is one of my favorite matches of the night. We had Sting and Darby Allen defeating Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Um... Doug, I want your thoughts first because I know you're a big Jeff Jarrett guy. Um, listen, how did you – yeah, looking good.
3: good. He
1: did well. And and yeah. I thought he did well in Ric Flair's last match. So all the build up, everything, he's in good shape. I And, and not only that, like I thought he was not even going to try to take any of Darby's stuff. Like he's just like, oh, not going there. You can't hit me here. Like J- Jarrett's not really a guy that likes to get, you know, uh, laid into. So I, I thought – I thought – very much so yes, yes, yes. he Probably was yes.
3: nowhere near Jay Lethal when he took that. <laughs> he disappeared no. off the face of the yeah. earth. I was like, 100%. Where did Jared go?
1: Listen, like, no, I'm not some with this people are never anymore. gonna change, but right. I, I thought I thought he did well. It wasn't bad. And even even Singh, like he served a purpose and it wasn't like awful. But I didn't I, I don't I, I mean if he leaves tomorrow, I'm fine, right? But like, you know, he saved Darby's life. Well, I'm the jump from this.
3: He he almost ended his life because he was out of place a little bit. Like yeah, that was that kind of
0: scary. That was really
3: yeah. scary. Yeah, And Jared was, was nowhere scary. near. Yeah. He's like, ah,
1: we ain't doing that. And you know, um, he
3: was tossing he was tossing his thing around a bit. I was like, calm yeah. down, bro. Like, like <laughs> yeah, that's where you're. I don't think you lines. understand how like, strong you are and how like fragile <laughs> this my, man might be. Like, you right. need to show right. up for a bit.
1: Right. But, but, I mean, honestly, I think Sting and Darby have really established themselves as just like that fun mm-hmm. uh, street fight type of pay-per-view where you don't really know what's going to happen. And, like, every single time, it's been a really fun match, and I don't really think this one's any different. Um, I really respect Lethal, too. I think he's done – I think I think he just does whatever is ass. He works really hard. I'm kind of, I'm I'm just glad the guy gets to perform in front of 12,000 people. He's been in the game for a really long time and he deserves to be like on mainstream TV. Um, And I I feel like, you know, whatever you give him, that guy's going to do his best with it. So, and I still don't really think he's like, like, he doesn't really look old. He doesn't look slow. He's still very explosive. He still can do all of his moves. Like I'm fine if he got a push or anything like that
0: um i throw this out there possibly my favorite moment of the entire night was when darby no sold the jared guitar shot and did the oh yeah the, and yeah, i was like everyone was expecting everyone expecting to see sting no sell it like yeah. we have seen before and darby yeah. was the one who did it um and the, the the finish of the match, like it got botched a little bit because Sting fell over, but yes. it was still it was, was still hungry. really was really really, really well done. Yeah. It was he's all right. Like, we we we're, we're gonna always give Sting a little bit of slack. He's sixty three years old. Like yeah. what he's doing is is absolutely remarkable. So I I um, really
1: think though that it like we're coming close to the end, right? Dude, don't I say
0: think- that. It, it, it really is
1: it, it really is you know he, he takes a while to get up and i i just don't think it's gonna happen much longer but then here he is like you know diving from the outside of the crowd
0: he took splashes. another one like out of the crowd yep. like really like face planted like yeah he almost like scorpion himself like into the ground and so just yeah like, incredible stuff mm-hmm. like it's, it's just we just really have to appreciate that we're seeing like, it's, it's different if you aren't, like, from our generation. Like, a lot of people, the younger fans are just, like, this old guy. Like, this is, this is weird and crazy. But the fact that we are still seeing this guy that we were watching in, like, the early 90s still doing this is insane to me.
1: Yeah. It's cool, though. And and honestly, I really think in general, man, just appreciate everything you're getting. Because you just don't know when it's over. Like, you look at that CM Punk run. You look with Sting. Like, you know, eventually Brian Danielson won't be here, and Jericho won't be here, and, and a lot of these guys are not not going to be here. And it's like, like you're re- like if you go and you just look at the catalog of matches that AEW has put out in the last three years, I mean it's insane. It is absolutely insane. And you really have to appreciate what they've given us. Yes.
0: Any any additional thoughts on Sting and Darby uh versus Jared and Lethal Brandon? No, it was a fun match.
3: I mean, classic yeah. Jarrett walk and brawl in the crowd, yeah. like TNA yeah. days. So yeah, I feel I thought it was all good. Boy, and he he,
1: is, like really trying to start fights in the crowd now. Yeah, like, he did good, he did yeah. that like Yeah, uh, in triple A and it worked.
3: And then yeah, he's just kind of going for it now. But man, yeah. like he
1: literally will like start touching people and like he really is trying to get some massive heat on that sideline of the crowd. But man, yeah, he's he's doing his thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I really enjoyed all that. Um also enjoyed this. I know you guys did as well. This was a really good one. Um this was uh, Jamie Hader winning the interim yeah. AW Women's World Championship um, over Tony Storm. Um Brandon, give us your thoughts on this one. We had two women's matches that were underwhelmed up to this point, but um, I know you're a big fan of of this one here and Jamie getting the title.
3: Yeah, I mean, this was, I was saying this on Twitter. This was one of the, the matches I was super excited about. I just felt like it was easily going to be the best women's match they've had just because these two girls, you know, they've, they've been opponents. They've been partners together. Like, they have that chemistry. We've seen them before on Dynamite. Like, just the interaction they've had with each other. Like, they're laying their stuff in, like, being real stiff with each other. So I was very much excited for this, and I thought the match delivered. I thought it was a little bit better than what I expected, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. The shenanigans that were in the match, I think, kind of helped it with, like, you know, uh, uh, with Rebel coming out there with the belt and then, you know, Britt using that belt to do the, the curb stomp on. And I think the whole story of the match, or at least leading into that, is that Jamie didn't see any of this stuff happen. She do not know that Britt and Rebel kind of helped her out. She was able to take advantage of it and obviously you start to see these false finishes of you know each of them giving the you know their finishes to each other storm zero and uh what's her name I forgot she she has she does the rainmaker now as her finish um, yeah I forgot. there's a hater rate I think is what it's called uh, but them just kind of trading back and forth it, it was really cool and obviously the surprise I think most of us necessarily didn't expect uh Jamie to win but just the surprise of her winning that match and the match being as good as it is I mean definitely won to top for sure. Yeah. I felt
1: like if you were the interim, you were not going to lose. That's that's the way that I felt. Like, I felt that whoever was the interim was going to stay the interim all the way till Thunder Rosa came back. So, like, I didn't, in my mind, right. I didn't even really consider Jamie was going to win. But you know what this one felt like? This one felt like to me that, like, that night at Grand Slam when it was the acclaimed versus swerving glory and the crowd was so behind – uh the acclaimed and they really wanted them to win and they didn't like this one felt like the the way that they were behind hater and they let her win it, yeah. Yeah. and it, people it was the perfect time people wanted it so bad she has done everything like she's not manufactured at all and i don't know what i like i just love her style like I know that if you're going to wrestle her, she's going to lay it in. It's going to mm-hmm. look good. Like she is just a, a brawler. She's there for the fight and it's believable. And I just think she's awesome. And honestly, like I thought Tony did really well too. Like it was yeah. Tony's nose was busted. Mm-hmm. It was just like they were going to war and I really appreciated that. And, and that's what we were talking about too, where it's like, if you're going to have women's matches Like, you have to earn your spot. Like, these girls absolutely deserve to be on pay-per-view. They were one of the best matches of the night. And it was one of the most satisfying finishes of the night. And I absolutely loved this match.
0: Yeah, and they also advanced the story, too, um, with, uh, like, Jamie, like, uh, or, like, Brittany got knocked off the, the apron and stuff at the end of the match also and stuff, like, as Jamie was winning and, like, you just know that like these seeds are being planted. Like Brit's gonna play it up for a while that she's happy about this, but like you know, eventually we're gonna get a big Brit Baker and Jamie Hayter feud, oh, which you know everyone's looking forward to. Also
3: I, I wouldn't wanna see that. I mean, if they're gonna do it for title, I wouldn't wanna see that until this interim thing gets resolved. Because looking at it now, Tony Storm was never the champion. Like the yeah, whole interim, right. like the fact that she lost that belt, she was never the champion. It's still Thunder Rosa. Now we have a new interim champion with Jamie Hayter. Like they have to. Well, so
0: easy, yeah, her, yeah. speak on Well, speak on that if you want to. Also, with just Thunder Rosa in general, like where are we at with that? Like, we're yes. not being on the show.
3: I'm. I'm, I'm give her the benefit of the doubt. She's hurt. She's hurt. I, I, you know, I get that, and hopefully she can be okay. But you've missed on an entire pay per view cycle, like. Even Punk didn't do that. Punk got hurt two times and made those pay per views. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Like,
1: well, not only that though, but they're talking about January. Like, that's a long time. And so then, even Tony was talking about he might consider making it just for the actual title. And what I think could happen is, is that the actual title becomes Britt and Hater. Yeah. Like yeah. that is your big money match. And that's what it'll be for the actual title. And you, you can even –
3: I wasn't mean to cut you off. You can either go like, okay, we're gonna strip Thunder Rosa of the belt. The yep. person, like, you know, Jamie Hader, she's gonna the internet champion. The person you're gonna face is Britt because Britt was the person that that Thunder yes. Rosa beat. So like that was yes. the last champion, and that makes yeah, that that I would love to see that.
1: Yes. And 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 I don't think that there's any bigger female match in the in the division that you can do. With Britain hater like that has a great story, they're big names for the company. Like I, I just think that works, and then that's why I kind of felt like Tony might go over and face Jade because then that's actually a really credible challenger that Jade has to face, and it's believable that she could win. Like that, that makes sense to me. Next match we had
0: was the acclaimed retaining the aw world tag team titles over swerving our glory and this was you know we all kind of expected it but uh yeah that might happen too um but uh uh you know I think we I, I at least I called it on the on the preview I think Doug did as well and you may have I'm sure you probably were thinking this as well Brandon but um you know this was where we finally turned and like Heathly like just had enough of it so Acclaim basically wins after Swerve and our glory implodes, and they leave uh, Swerve out to, you know, take take So, I know the match was solid, but, like, I don't think it was as good as... Their first match of the, tri- of the trilogy was, like, in my opinion, by far the best. Yeah, yeah,
3: so. yeah, definitely the weakest of the three, but it was still a fine match. I thought they were going to go the route of Keith Lee joining up and turning heel with Swerve. Um, I, I thought that would have been very interesting because it seems like they would kind of go on that route, but they kind of went the expected one where you know Keith kind of walked away and whatnot. Um, yeah. You know, acclaim super over still. Um, yeah. I, I think that I think they only have a little bit more legs on their title run. I think they'll still be over. They still should be put on TV and do their raps and everything. But as far as like the tag titles, I can definitely see that run coming here to an end soon. You know, especially if you decide to get FTR, I'm um, here in the mix. You know, I think they'll probably be the ones to take those from them. But I enjoyed this series of matches. You know, this is something that probably wasn't even on my radar six months ago or so. But I've definitely enjoyed um these series of matches they've had.
1: Yeah. I, I will just say that like it got to the point to where the suspense is over and you know who's gonna win. So it's just kinda like, okay, we're now having the third match, and then it's just like Let's get to the point to where we know Swerve and Lee are going to feud. Let's get to the point to where the Acclaimed has a new challenger. Stuff like that. So that's the only thing that kind of bothered me about this. But overall, it's fine. I will say, though, in the scrum, I didn't I didn't know the backstory of this. But, like, did Max take a shot at Will
2: Washington?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, apparently in the uh, in the rap he had said something about family members being part of the media and whatnot. He said, and it uh, seems like w- – Go ahead. What do you say? Uh, sorry, Wait, he is said,
0: he related
1: yeah. to Will Washington?
0: Like yeah. Cousins? He's your cousins. Yeah. Oh, okay. Swerve, yeah. Yeah. He said, um,
1: it felt like Will Washington was like trying to like legit fight him at the presser. And I, I was don't like, think
0: that. I don't, I think that he
3: was joking, but I don't think Max was joking very much where he was talking about like right. not trusting like the, it seemed like, just the look yeah. on his face it was just like he doesn't seem like he's, he's being lighthearted hey. about it, but I don't think he's joking. And then Will's like, so what's up? Right, and right. I'm like, I, I thought he, he was just like, so that.
1: I don't like the media. What, what, what don't you get or something like that? And I was just like, are they going to fight or <laughs> what's going on there? So I didn't get that part. I can't, but, I can't uh, remember
0: what the line was before that he rhymed this with, but he said, you have family up in the dirt sheets was like, right. was the was the line that he said on in the rap. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. but, well, yeah. Then that
1: makes more sense because I was thrown off. I'm like, I don't get the line. And then I'm like, are they related? I didn't know but yeah um but he came across obnoxious man like we're the best wrestlers in the world we're the best tag team in the world blah our shirts are sold out already and it's just like Mm -hmm. like your gimmick is is over but like I don't know if you guys are like great like you're good it's fine but like, I I feel like this is a novelty act that is going to wear off soon, and then it's just kind of like whatever. But I've always liked Max. I always have liked the acclaim. I just don't know if I want them to be like the poster boys of this thing. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm still weird. It still feels weird to me that like they're paired up with Billy Gunn. Like it's still bizarre to me. Like I like I get that it's over and the whole yes. thing. I get it. Like I get it. But like it's just. The Whole thing's just strange, but I I they're very over. And I and I was I've said it before and I'll say it again back when Max started doing the raps on like AW Dark and stuff, and everyone was clowning it and saying he was just like a knockoff John Cena wannabe, thugonomics, and all this stuff. I was like, I think those guys actually could be pretty talented, and I'm glad that they actually became something as a tag team, but I don't know how long this will be as over as it is. I kind of his, his
3: raps though. have been a little weak since they won championship. I, I he needs to yeah. step up a little bit on that, yeah. True.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, and then also, did, did you guys have a problem with them trying to use the pliers and in the trios? They used the hammer. Like, do you think that that was kind of lazy? Because the pliers was used also previous weeks with the whole daddy ass swerve, kidnapping and all that type of thing, too. So, I mean, it made sense. But do you think that it was like overkill?
3: I mean they all they both weapons were part of the story, so it didn't really bother me at all. Yeah, if they just broke it out just, you know, randomly, then yeah, yeah. wouldn't like that, but they're both part of the story, so it didn't really bug me too much. True.
0: Last okay. match we got here, main event, MJF, Maxwell, Jacob Friedman defeats John Moxley to become the new AEW world champion. Um, the big finish and swerve here at the end of the match, of course, is that William Regal handed off his brass knucks to MJF so that he could use them to pin Moxley after he hit him in the face. Um, I think that, um, I mean, I've been saying since the beginning of AEW that MJF was eventually going to be their world champion. Like you could, you could tell from day one that he was destined for greatness in this company. Um, It's, you know, it's a bummer that we were kind of like robbed of like a big title feud and story between like him and Cody and him and Punk and some of the stuff that like you could tell that him and Hangman. I think I really think that Ed Punk not come in, this would have been Hangman and MJF. Like we would have never had like the Punk time with the title or the Moxley, you know, hot potato with the belt and stuff. This would have just all been Hangman and eventually MJF would have beat Hangman for this belt. Um but I'm glad that Max has it. I think he deserves it. I think he should be the champion and I think this was the right move. Um so that's how I feel about it. Oh, what about you guys?
1: Uh, I will say that it really felt like a lot of people were definitely picking up on William Regal turning, and I was not really one of them. Like I just didn't think it was going to happen. I felt like Max had, is, is capable of holding his own, doing his own thing, getting heat. He, he doesn't need a manager. He doesn't need anybody like that to help him. So I just didn't really consider it. But I will say when he threw the ring at him, and the second referee got taken out or whatever. I was like, "Oh, dude, Regal's turning." I knew it. Yeah. Like I, I, could feel it after that. But I didn't. Uh, I did expect it. But I, I'm very happy Max is champion. He's definitely earned it. It's uh, way overdue at this point. And I'm just kind of curious to see what happens. I, I've always been under the impression that to get this whole CM Punk all out scrum, everything to move on from it. You just need a completely different champion that doesn't involve Moxley, that doesn't involve CM Punk and just something new and something fresh. And so that's why I'm very happy to see CM Punk and uh, Fike Sales, who um, has a great eBay store that also sponsors us, wanted you know, like wanted to ask, uh, who do we think will be MJF's like next long-term feud?
0: Like well, like his first, pretty much against first. I don't want to say like title.
1: his like winner is coming match. I'm talking about going to pay per view. He's defending the title. Who do you think it'll be?
3: I could see if he's ready to come back. I could see like a hangman slipping into yeah. that that spot. Yeah,
1: yeah, that yeah. would that would be cool i wouldn't mind adam cole either if he's ready to come back but the problem with adam cole is he's lost every title match so I actually i take that back because i if he's going to do it again like i think he needs to win it
0: um so i was, but, I was saying this on last week's show and i think that like this kind of opens it up too with with one of the reasons I, I was so excited for the idea of MJF being the champion is because of his his link that he has with the other pillars and the younger talents that like haven't had main event spotlight yet. Like this is going to open up huge for them. So like we're talking about MJF as the world champion. We're talking about like potentially jungle boy getting, you know, pushed up the cart into the main event. We're talking about Darby. We're talking about Hangman, Of course, Ricky Starks, Ethan page, uh, Wardlow getting back in that mix. Like, so this open is a big time for like quote unquote homegrown AEW talent to maybe get that. So like, I mean, the next pay-per-view, for all we know, might be, I mean, because here's the thing, M- AEW cards are going to be so stacked with talent that they can afford to put, like, the main event be MJF versus, like, someone who isn't, like, a household name in wrestling. If, like, the rest of the card is all, you know what I mean? It's all. I mean,
1: Ethan Page or Ricky Starks is yeah. probably going to be the one, and it's going to be fine. It makes sense, and it's it's going to be good.
0: And it's like the UFC does and they do it successfully. Like they put their championships in the main events. It doesn't matter if they're the most well-known person or not. And they'll make sure if it's the, if it's the champion who people don't know that well, or a challenger, they don't know that well in the main event, they'll make sure that they have, you know, a stacked co-main and a stacked undercard. So like, you're still getting, you're still going to be buying the pay-per-view. And then by the main event, you're like, damn, I didn't even know so-and-so was this good. And like, now you got a new, a new star at the top of the card. So. Yeah. um, what do you think Brandon do you like I, I guess if we had to like I'm I'm assuming it'll be Ethan Page but I don't know if that goes all the way to the pay-per-view
3: so. I don't like the dy- well it won't go to the pay-per-view I think it's going to win the winner is coming and I just right. don't like that dynamic even though they have the story with the the firm and NJF, I don't like that dynamic of of them two having a match I'd much rather see Starks, and I think that yep. they would they, they would mesh a lot better Yep. Um, I definitely agree with you saying that, you know, potentially people like in the pillars would get elevated after MJF winning this championship. Now, I don't necessarily myself. When I look at the, the pillars, the four ones that we're talking about, I, I've thought this for a while that MJF is, for me, the only one that I realistically see being the world champion. Like, I don't necessarily see that in Darby's future. I don't see that in Sammy's future at all. Uh, potentially Jungle Boy, just depending on how things progress, but even with him, it's definitely a shot in the dark, so he was the strongest of all the four pillars, but I can definitely see them bringing, like you said, just kind of elevating them to a little bit more of like a main event slot, I can definitely see that. With me going into this match, I wasn't 100% sold, like I I mentioned to you, Doug, I wasn't 100% sold on MJF winning this belt, just because of the story they've been telling. The story of MJF basically just insecure, about himself and being able to kind of get over that hump. And, yep. you know, we saw, like, the baby face little promos he was cutting and talking about, like, you know, the thing with Regal, I'm going to do it on my own and everything. And, you know, we started to believe that. But at the end of the day, he used Regal's help, and that's just more of, like, his insecurity. But it helped him win a championship, so kind of helps him out there. But I'm, In the I'm, post-scrum
1: pay, uh, promo, I mean, he went full scorched yeah. earth, nuclear, fire, heal,
3: MJF on that yeah. one. That
0: was awesome. He didn't even do it. He didn't take questions. He just came out, cut a promo and bailed. (laughs) Thank you. F you. Bye. (laughs) The one
3: scenario that I did not want to see, luckily it didn't happen, which was the firm coming out and helping him. I thought that would have been the absolute weakest of all the finishes that you can do. And like you mentioned, Doug, like I didn't necessarily think that the, 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 the the regal thing would happen, but it's definitely interesting. And it just depends on what's going to happen with Blackpool combat club. And there's a lot of layers to this for sure. And there's more layers, on this with MJF. Again, I think he's still that insecure guy, even though he has a championship, and he's going to triple H almost, like 2002 a bit. But yeah. uh, he's going to use that to kind of hide his insecurities, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see who he's going to be faced with, the next challenges that he's going to be having. So I'm, I'm excited for his title run for sure.
1: Yeah. I honestly... I. I... I, I think Danielson makes a lot of sense yeah wrong because, Danielson. because if you are if he's not going to be in the ROH main event with Jericho I mean even he still could be right but mm-hmm. I, if you're going to have somebody in the Blackpool Combat Club get revenge for moxley, I think it would be Danielson and then not only that it's a different dynamic of can you actually wrestle? are you a wrestler? Can you go into deep water that I'm going to take you in? Like the story of it. And he's even talked about how like he saw Danielson win a championship. Like he, I I think that they could go there to totally different opposite styles and something that would like really prove MJF as a champion is to go like toe to toe with Danielson and have a great match. So like, and and if you're talking pay-per-view
0: I think Danielson MJF would sell. I would so, love to
3: see him as a sure. main event for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I, well, can, say I, a, I can say a lot of the same about Omega. Like if they did like Omega versus MJF, like it'd be the same kind of thing. It just like I same I same think that
1: guy. is like all out or something like yeah. that. I think that that is like you've disrespected this company enough. I'm here to take what's mine, but it's going to be a while. But I think yeah. that's the one you put in your back pocket to eventually happen, and maybe. If that's the match, then Kenny wins it and actually wins the title, and then you know goes on like maybe one last run or something like that. I
3: don't know. It's just gonna be interesting to see how things going progress towards Revolution. What is that like the first week of March? There are I counted eighteen episodes of Dynamite until the next pay per view, so there is a lot of stuff, a lot of time they got to build up this show. Is
1: Revolution normally January?
3: no, no it's like the first one was like the it was literally the end of february
0: right into like the first part of march so it's always okay, okay. yeah okay and another yeah. match i'd be interested to see would be just because they the mjf is so petty like his character that they could they could make something of this but uh mjf for samoa joe and have him be like i never forgot about that time you shoved me yep you know what yeah. i mean like <laughs> you know what i mean like just just that is something that small you know yeah I could, um, I could see that being a thing too. Um, especially because I like now, I was going to say also, because now like MJF is the world champion and, and, and Samojo is the TV champion in the same company. Like, that's kind of crazy how
1: like that's happened. The roles have changed, bud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, I was there for channel again with the super chat. Thanks so much, Alex. I appreciate it, man. Do you think MJF should hold the title until 2024? That way they can play off the bidding war of 2024 angle with MJF. I mean, I don't think he necessarily has to hold it the entire time, but I think towards the end, he should. could still be able to use it. that. Yes. Right. Yes. And maybe do it where it's money in the bank like with CM Punk where he hasn't actually won the title, but he could win the title that night. And then it's like he's facing whoever and then he could win it and then what are they going to do type thing. Something like that. But I don't think he has to actually hold it all the way to that. I'm not the biggest fan of like – and and I guess with AEW more so of long, long title reigns because it's like you, it's a new company. So you only got like five or six guys that have ever carried the title ever. So it's like you, you want other guys to get their opportunities and their shots. But you don't want to make it to like just anybody can get the belt yeah. either. But That's why, that's why I, you
3: I, should use those TNT titles and like the all-in yes. t- to do that and just kind of keep the specialty – for your world title at least that's how I feel. yes I, I completely Well, and, and that's that.
1: that's what we had with Cody in the TNT title the mm-hmm. TNT title was like right up there for a while and then man that got diluted and then you know now we just have a gajillion belts so it it once ROH is figured out then it won't be as bad but man when you have the ROH titles and whatever else the Mid-Atlantic and all this other stuff it's just like man but I, I will say I think Orange Cassidy has done a good job with that belt, and he's been defending it much more often, so it has more credibility. So I, I don't hate that belt as much yeah, as Yeah, between I Pac
0: and they've been fine. Between Pack and yeah. yeah, It'd be interesting so like, to see him defending the All Atlantic against Hager tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is a cool hat. Shut up. But yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> <Stealing> um yeah. <laughs> um it, it is what it is. It's 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 fine. Yeah. So Um, Before we go, I really wanted to uh, talk about this. Um, I went to bed on Saturday and I woke up Sunday morning to a bunch of text messages and Facebook chats and everything. And uh, it said, oh, my God, Osprey Omega is official. And I saw the clip of Kenny challenging Osprey, and I, 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 I can't believe we're actually getting this. I'm so excited, especially like Prime Kenny right now, and like Osprey is right there too, and. I just think that this match is gonna be freaking awesome. And I I can't wait. And I'm so glad that they're doing this. And Brandon, like I didn't even look at the stupid best out of seven schedule and see see it. Yeah, it was the the first thing I noticed, honestly. Yeah. I didn't it didn't even I didn't even think about that. And I thought to myself, like, how the hell are they gonna do this? And I looked at the schedule and I was like, Oh, like it's right in front of So then you also do you think the Bucks are gonna be a Russell Kingdom?
3: I don't know about the Bucks because I'm not sure who they would face because like, like the tag title situation, like with FTR, like they're going to face whoever wins in the tag league. And obviously, I don't think the Bucks are going to show up there. So I don't necessarily know if they're going to be there, Um, but I'll take what I can get right now, especially if you're going to oh, get uh, me, yeah. like an Omega. So, I mean, that's super exciting. Like for me, more than anything, I, I'm just excited for it to get some energy back into Yes. new Japan personally even though i've been you know i'm into it more than most people are but there's definitely things that have been missing like there's been a little bit of soul that's been missing out of this company and i think being able to bring in some foreigners especially people who have been in the company and a very prominent in the company someone like kenny omega bringing them back in is gonna potentially you know re-energize the company now there' are certain things like they're they're still dealing with like pandemic restrictions that's something that they can't deal with. that's just japan they have to
0: It's either having a a half
3: empty building and letting people cheer or, you know, selling all your tickets. And with them, they are a live event company. That's how they make their money. So they're going to sell as many tickets as they can. So that still sucks. I'm going to go into this thinking it's probably still going to be the clap crowd. But, I mean, we've had incredible matches, incredible shows with the clap crowd. And I think that this match is going to be just it's going to be one of those top tier ones for sure. Definitely something we've been looking forward to. So I'm excited for it. Absolutely. Excited to get a little bit more of a mix of people in there as well.
1: I also think that it's going to be really good because you're going to they're going to talk to each other in this thing and you're going to be able to hear all what they're mm-hmm. going to say because there is no, you know, uh cheering. So it, it will be a very physical match. They're going to talk a lot. I kind of think this might be where we see Koto Ibushi as well, because Kenny's like, you, you know, I haven't forgotten what you've done and you're going to pay for it. And it's like, the reason he's saying that is for what he did to Kota. And I think that, like, whether Kota actually, I don't think is going to wrestle. But would it surprise me if he's, like, with Kenny on the side or whatever? No. Like, I think that we might see Coda.
3: I was thinking, just because I really don't see, after what happened this year, I don't necessarily see Kota Bushi back with New Japan, to be honest with you. yeah. Maybe this is a situation where, like, on January 4th, Maybe he shows up on Dynamite. Either that or like the next the next week in LA. Like maybe he can show up there to have a match. Maybe this is a good way. Like, hey, we're giving you Kenny Omega on a show like this is Dynamite. Like we need to have him on a Wednesday, but we're giving him to you so we can have this big match on your big show, which is gonna help you guys out. You're not gonna do anything with Ibushi. Like, let us bring him over here and we'll use him on our show. Like, I would like to see something like that, where if Kenny kind of goes away for a bit, all of a sudden his guy shows up in the company he was just at. I I would love to see something, something like that for sure. I
1: I also think that um, I think that one thing I would really like to see is Kenny and uh, Takeshita. I think that that would be really, really Mm -hmm. good in in AEW. That's something I would want to see but but also one thing i kind of picked up on osprey's promo was he was talking about the future and he's like i don't know where i'll be he said that and i was just like are you thinking about leaving like is that could could that be possible because to me if osprey leaves new japan i i think that's a huge huge blow because how many times are i think he could go either one
3: i I don't see him going to WWE.
1: I don't. I don't see him going, but I wouldn't be shocked because just the fact of like his body is beaten, and if he wants to make serious money before he bounces, like that, that would be the place.
3: I feel like you can do that in AEW. And the oh, thing 100%. is, one hundred, you still have the option to be able to work. New, New even Japan. if it's freaking New Japan strong, if you just want to just work them in the States or something like that, you still have the opportunity to be able to do that. And, you know, it's not like a slap. I and, and think
1: you could honestly do Osprey could honestly be at every single big New Japan pay-per-view and work AEW. Right. And it would, and they could do it mm-hmm. if they wanted to. Right. And, and if you could mix in some Kenny with that, where you can get Kenny and Osprey both participating in New Japan pay-per-views, I mean that's a win
3: i just i do not want will osprey around triple h and or sean michaels booking <laughs> yeah. i do not want that so like i'm not even gonna speak that into existence so hopefully it yeah. stays around for sure
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I, I i mean if he if he signs with AEW, i'll, I'll flat out cry like there's nobody more here's a here's of joy uh, yeah absolutely there's no more there's no person i want more in that company and just to be able to have that platform to where they he can just go out and deliver
3: more than mercedes guys. monet
1: yeah
3: yeah and so real Project. quick about
1: that there's two mystery women that are supposed to debut for a tag match or something for survivor series next week correct
3: i think it's one when well, i read the observer dave mentioned it was one and they said it's probably becky lynch
1: okay yeah so, so, do you think the Sasha, the AEW thing it could have legs?
3: Potentially. Like, like, what are these names? What is she? I mean, granted, people trademark stuff and don't do anything with it. But, yeah, like, what are you making these names for? Um, like, if you were doing anything acting related, you would just use your, your regular name. Right. And again, people keep talking about her and acting. She ain't done jet since the Star Wars episodes come out. With so, Daniel I don't Lord think Indian. that's... Yeah, that's not a thing. So, I don't know. Like, I, just, I don't, I, why would you rebrand your name if you're going back to the same place? You didn't yeah. even leave the company. This is not a situation where one, two, three kid goes to WCW, becomes yeah. six pack, and then comes back to WWE and becomes X pack. Like, you didn't leave the company. Yeah, you left, but you didn't go anywhere else. So, why would you come back as something completely different? That
0: just doesn't make sense. So, I don't no, know. Yeah, it, it could yeah. have
3: a little legs. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I think mean that's that's probably the that's probably the most important thing to look at with all of it. To be honest, is that is what she just said. Um, also, a little off topic. I just want to throw this out there because I didn't want to forget to say it. I saw pro Re- pro wrestling revolver, and now it's Kenta versus Speedball. So just throwing that out there. That's insane. That, like Kenta's doing a
1: loop. Like yeah, yeah I saw Kenta's Kenta Kitta low yeah. key are doing a match at Hog. And then,
3: uh,
0: yeah, he he's doing like a, a CZW as well. Yeah, so he's doing CZW, yeah. yeah, awesome. So, so, so yeah, it, is stuff. it
1: what time is or what what date is that around December
0: for uh, for Wrestling Revolver? Yeah. Um, it was on. I had it here. I just lost it. Give me just one second. It was um yeah December third. Okay.
1: So, Wrestle Kingdom's still two nights now, isn't it?
3: No, it's back to one night.
1: It's back to one night. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. So, yeah, that should be good. Man, that's going to be awesome. That's going to. That's, what, a, big, what, that's what,
3: a backpack day for sure.
1: Yeah. Where do you think that the Kenny and Osprey will be on the card? Do you think it'll be like the middle?
3: Nah, they will probably do, honestly, like second from the top. Yeah. Um, okay. If this was a situation like 2014, they would do a fan vote to see would you rather have in the main event Akata. Versus Jay White or Osprey versus Omega. I, I, they're not gonna do that again because they did that back in 2014. They the fans picked the IC title match over the world title match, so they're right. not gonna do that again. Yes. But If they did it, they would. I would assume that the Omega
0: match would probably be tops. Man. Yeah, I remember when that IC title was like more important than the world title.
1: Also, also, did you see Osprey say that he might have to bring back the Aerial Assassin?
0: I didn't mm-hmm. hear that. No.
1: Yeah, he goes. He goes. Last time, Kenny knew me. I was the assassin. He's like, maybe I have to bring that guy back and then walk I mean,
3: off. He's already got parts of that in his I repertoire agree. already. So I agree. I Twister listen, and all this stuff. So.
1: If this man is going to go like absolutely crazy on this thing, and Kenny goes, then, cra- this thing could be so good. But also,
3: like, I don't want to see twenty. 20- 17 2018 will Ospreay. Like I want to see the Will I Ospreay agree. that we have right now. Like he's way more mature in the ring. Like yeah. better, obviously. Like I want to see that guy versus Omega. But I mean, either whatever way is going to be whoever the Will Ospreay that shows up that day is going to be an awesome match.
1: Yeah, I, I just want something that's not what it was in PWG in 2016. Like I want this new, you know, Phoenix the two best yeah. in the world, like go at it. Let's see who 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 it is. And honestly. I think Will's gonna win.
3: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't really care who wins, honestly, but I just don't see Omega winning that belt right now. So yeah, I don't either. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting sure him is. take that loss, especially yeah. if like the next week they're trying to you know go for the titles and everything. So it's gonna be interesting how that turns out.
1: Yeah, so I'm super excited. Like, it, it's like the leader back, uh, House of Black is coming back. Tony talked positive about Adam Cole and Adam Page coming back um you know even talk positive about movie. punk as well yeah kind of
0: he kind said of. that he, he he said you know because he he kind of echoed what i've said about punk in, in some ways like i really really respect what he did on screen like i think his AEW run was phenomenal like it really was but and that's what it sounded like tony was saying too is like what he did on screen was fantastic but like clearly there were some sort of issues tech stage so this is right. what it is
1: yep yeah, so it's, it's just like, man, everything should be good good and rolling in
0: 2023. Dude, and yeah, beginning of 2023, Cody should be coming back, winning the Royal Rumble, yes. heading on to WrestleMania, get the Absolutely. ball rolling a
3: little bit there. So, Can I ask yeah. one quick question before we go? Sure. Do you think the way that things have progressed with that company since he has left, do you still think that is going to be in the cards for him? To win the world title,
0: yeah, at WrestleMania. Even at WrestleMania, you think yeah. that? Yeah, at WrestleMania That's this year. Yeah. I
3: don't know. I don't know if I think that, man. I don't know if Hunter has that same vision that Vince had. I don't know. Hunter Brandon, can say a whole lot, but you were on that show where you guys, you broke my yeah. throne. You kicked me off of TV. I had yeah. to switch days. I remember that. If I'm if I'm Hunter, I'm saying like I remember that. Like, do I want to put you in the spot where you are the guy to beat Roman Reigns? For the championship, I would feel a little bit stronger about your statement if there were two titles. If there yeah. was a way they could split those titles off, I would definitely understand that. But is Roman going to wrestle two times? Because it seems like everything's
0: heading towards the Rock. Yes. Yeah, he would have to lose. He'd have to beat Roman Night One, then lose to Cody at Night Two. Not only I mean, that, sorry, who's Roman has to beat the yeah, Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The,
1: Not yeah. only that, who's Austin facing? Because I think he's wrestling again.
0: Yeah. It'd be fun to
3: I would love to see yeah, that. I, I, it I true, totally
1: true. Yeah. agree. Totally agree. And I don't even, even give a I, shit
3: about the excuse my language. I don't even care about the match. It don't no. have to be yeah. yeah. a No, yeah. That's like rocking. I need Ovin's the post right. I need there, the post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. You know? Um, no, I, I totally agree with that. And then, you know, the Paul Brothers versus the Usos, like you're gonna have some some it'll, it'll be a fun pay-per-view. There'll be a fun uh paid event or whatever you want to call them on Peacock. Premium
0: live event.
1: There you go. But, man, I, I, yeah. But but this is my thing. We always see this, though, Brandon, like when they're gone for a long time, like Triple H, right? He's gone for a long time. He comes back. He wins the Royal Rumble. He gets a title shot at WrestleMania 18, beats Jericho, and becomes champion. Like, that's kind of how I see Cody's path, is he's been gone a long time, has the momentum. He comes back. Everybody's behind him. He wins the Royal Rumble, and he's going to face Roman at the at the – at
0: WrestleMania. They've done the other way, though, too, before. There were, like, you know, like, Edge, like, wins the Royal Rumble, but, like, doesn't beat Jericho at WrestleMania for the title and stuff. Like, I think Cody's winning the Rumble regardless. Like, I think that's a foregone conclusion. I think after that is what's going to be, like, that's what's up right. in the air. is like, if he actually beats Roman or not for the title.
1: Well, so, and, so. and it, it will Roman, will there only be one belt by that time, or will they try to break it down into two? And if they do, do they try to make Cody go after that one? That that would be my only concern, right? And then also, what do you do with Bray Wyatt? Because well, I feel like by that time yeah, we don't I,
0: have to have fun with yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting late, It's getting late. It's not worth even getting into that.
1: No, I agree. But I'm just saying, if it gets to a point to where that's what the fans are wanting, right. and, and that's
3: what another thing I was thinking when you mentioned, like Bray yeah. is like white hot. Like the fan base, they the fan base, the WWE fan base are so into the product right now. You can see they're buying up these tickets like crazy. With the Hey, man, hats off. I'm not watching it, but hats off to them. They're doing well. Yeah. Um, But I could see a situation where like, hey, maybe just pivot to Bray and and Reigns. That might be the biggest match that you can make. But maybe I don't know.
0: I don't think that's too much different either than like Cody quitting the company. Like Bray just came back also. Like, I don't know what what his exact reasons were, but he kind of like bailed also. Like, you know, I don't know. The, the, that's the whole. It all comes down to like, if not Cody, then who? Like, I I could see Bray being maybe an option, but then outside of that, it's like, who else do you give that rub to? My whole thing with a big part of with Cody, obviously, also is like, I just don't think he's coming back unless he has a pretty damn good idea that he's winning that title. Like, I don't like. I think I have. Well, what big choice part do you have? He has to come back. He's gotta go show up to work. No, no, no. I'm saying come back like like return to the WWE at all to begin with. Like when he left AEW, I think a big motivating factor was like I'm pretty was, I'm, and Vince was, who in, was charge. in charge. Yeah, Vince in was in charge. charge. But hey, but how many I also think it's very possible that there were certain guys, Cody maybe included, and I think there's some others that have recently signed to the WWE that might have been being told a while ago, like, hey, something's brewing there's going to be some big changes like now's the time to jump like or or now or or don't sign like there was a lot of people that didn't sign with AEW or other companies that are back in the wwe and it's very possible they were being told like hey like don't don't sign i know you're getting offers things are about to change here pretty soon stuff's about to be coming out so i mean stephanie took like that random break that was real weird like i yeah. think that like I she think got fired. Some...
3: that wasn't a break she got fired
0: but, well
3: she got fired Vince, they all fired her, right. and she had able to come back. That's what but,
0: happened. but, but I'm, I'm just saying, like I just, I'm once again, it's kind of reckless speculation, but I think it's also very possible that that Cody had an idea that Triple H was going to be taking over when he when he returned to the company. So, ah, uh, no one saw
3: that. No one had that on their bingo card that Vince McMahon was retiring in 2022.
0: There is but, absolutely
3: no way he saw that. You,
0: but you don't think that they had like a, a succession plan ready. If you don't think like you don't think the Vince stuff came out of complete. You think it came out of completely nowhere the Vince stuff? I
3: I, I don't see them having Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. I, will I don't say this. I will yeah. say
1: this. I don't I think it came this. out of nowhere like that. Based I mean, on I'm, the interview that Vince had with Pat McAfee, mm-hmm. and based off of how he booked WrestleMania with him being involved like that. I think he knew he was leaving. Shame. I really do. Because he even said on Pat McAfee he's like, if I could say one thing, like, you know, you never know when it's all over. I just want to say thank you to everybody. Like he just kind of was talking in a past tense that we normally don't hear. Which and then like how often does he do an interview like a Pat McAfee where he talks for like an hour? Like, like how I felt long like did, it was like a these... farewell.
0: When how long did these like publications have this story before they released it on, you know what I mean? They could have been sitting on this for a a minute knowing like, you know, Vince's Vince could have Vince could have known for months that something was going to be coming out soon. And they had, they had this ready. I just feel
3: like they would have made way more, it would have been way more proactive about getting him out of there. If they knew it was coming, like he showed up on TV the day that, that <laughs> stuff dropped, but, right? But, that, but, he,
0: but he came out and like basically said goodbye to everybody. No, no, the Not first time. First. The first Not time first. he didn't say that. He was just like, "Um,
3: you know, welcome to SmackDown or whatever." The, yeah, you know,
0: whatever. <laughs> I know. Well, that just kind of to me seemed like that. I don't know. That's <laughs> the kind of my ta- like that when I when I watched that, my takeaway from that, especially in hindsight, was kind of like his last time to like come out and like say something to the fans like that. I don't
1: know. I, I think it was more so. I don't give a damn. I'm not, I'm a, yeah, that's very true. And then he did it. And then yeah. they were like, yo, fam, uh, it's over. Yeah. And then he like found out during that week that, like, oh, wow, like I can't recover from this. It's, it's a wrap. Like that's because like he was going to Vegas for UFC for SummerSlam. Like he was still like trying to be present and then. Yeah, all of a sudden, it was just like, no, he's done done.
0: Yeah. No, I know. And, and I'll, you know, more, the most likely, it's probably way more likely that nobody knew at all. I'm just saying there's a chance. Like, once again, just based on, like, some of these people, like, I, the Strowman thing, I get, he probably outpriced himself from, like, wrestling anywhere else. But, like, there's other people that have come back to the company since Triple H came back that it was, like, kind of strange they didn't wind up anywhere. You know? And it's like, oh. Right when Triple place took over, Gargano. this person's back. This person's back. This person's back. And you know, I'm just saying. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying no. it's true or. Not. All i am saying just, is,
3: uh, Paul Levesque. I wouldn't trust him.
0: I don't know. I, I, I trust. Okay, you. so, listen, forward, listen. Forward, I'll, I'll say. I'll. will I'll, I'll yeah. agree with this. I. I. I was more confident that Cody was going to do what I'm saying when Vince was in charge because I thought that that yeah, was for sure. yeah for sure. So right. I agree so. And before he so, and
3: before he got hurt as well. Yes.
0: Yeah. But but I also and, think him getting hurt proved a lot to the company that he went out there and saved that pay per view because like he yeah. was the main event at Hell in a Cell. He did not have to wrestle with that, and I think he showed them a lot too by like going much. out there and doing it. You know. So. You never
1: watched it, Brandon? watch it, watch it, Brand. It's good. No, it's a really, shows really, really good
0: match.
1: It, it, it's really, it really is good. You should watch yeah. it. Like you can't believe that he actually put himself through that. But real quick, if not Cody, like who is Triple H's boys? Like who, who do you think that he's looking? Like do you think Theory? Like do you think so? Like well, what, what's out there that could headline Mania? That would be a bigger match. If you can't get the Rock, what is a bigger match than Cody and
3: Roman? I don't know the story. I don't, and you don't have to explain. It. I, don't, I don't care that much. Um, yeah. I don't know how Sami Zayn has ended up with the Bloodline. I don't know how that connection happened. I don't know anything at all. All I know is that the people seem to be super, super into it, mm-hmm. and that seems like if you want to do like a babyface like run like Brian Danielson or something like that. Oh, that guy could be good, Ooh. and I think the fans will be behind that. And granted, that might not be I think as that's big Royal as a Rumble. Cody, but that's not too far off. No, I, I, At least I, that's I, how I feel
0: Sam. Sammy's done a very good job. Like the fans are very behind him. Like I, I, I think that's
1: that. I think that's Royal Rumble. I think that's in thirty six thousand Royal Rumble. But then we're we're on to to Cody and Roman after Royal Rumble, and we're heading to WrestleMania.
0: I think their backup plan if the Paul brothers can't go, or maybe like, or maybe this is the plan anyway. But I, I see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn wrestling the Usos for the titles soon. Like I could see once they turn on Sammy, eventually Owens is there to like you know have his back. Um, but they but, will
1: be deeply invested in the whole bloodline turning on Sammy, and then Sammy being the underdog babyface trying to fat fight off the bloodline, like. I think that that storyline will be popular, but I think that it's going to be popular for the Royal Rumble. And I think they have different plans
2: for Mania.
0: I, and, and to answer your question, too, about like who's Triple H's boys. And once again, this, is, this has a lot to do with the timing because I feel like they have to take the belt off Roman by like WrestleMania. Or like so at some point, it, like someone's got to beat him for this title. Like there has to be a payoff for this sometime relatively soon, I feel like. But like his boy is clearly Braun Breaker, who, who is very impressive. Like, but it's going to be a long time before he's in that spot, I feel like, on their main roster. But, like, he's the future of that company. Like, he's going to be their world champion. Yeesh. So, well, I'm just saying, like, that's for that's what's going to happen. I mean, he's clearly the the plan. So Well,
1: is it isn't, uh, that wrestler guy that they were pushing for two years or whatever? Who? The guy that never wrestled, but, like, they thought he was going to be the next big thing. Oh,
0: Gable Steveson.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: no, his brother is actually pretty good, though. Damon Kemp. Um, but, but yeah, no. They, apparently, he hasn't uh, progressed very well. He told
3: Cormier he had dominated UFC. <laughs> <That> <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Involved. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> okay. You and Horano. So, Can't wait to see it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> On your back. Mm. So, yeah. Chance. All right. Well, that covers everything. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, definitely good conversation. Yes. A lot of fun things to look forward to. Uh, it's like everything was on pause and now they hit the play button and here we go again. So really look forward to how we finish out the year in 2023 as well. So Brandon, I really appreciate you coming in and uh, as is awesome. thank you.
0: And uh, you guys have anything else you want to plug? Uh, you go first, Brandon. I got a couple things before we wrap up. No, nah, nothing to plug at all. No,
3: we're good. I would normally plug my Twitter, but, you know, they're about to die out. So, what's good. Good. Uh, good? Twitter. Twitter oh, hey, what's, what's, what's your high? What's your yeah. high, of,
0: what's your high Brandon?
3: I'm not. If Listen, <laughs> I don't think that Twitter's going he down. doing that. I don't think that Twitter's going down like everyone's freaking out about. But if it mm-hmm. ever did, like, I'm retired from that game. Like Yeah. <laughs> I'm fair done. enough. Yeah. That's fair I, I
1: feel like if it does, it's, it's kind of like the gods are trying to give you a favor and, like, making your life better. And nobody can actually just turn it off. But if it's just taken away, it's like, oh, okay, life's better now. I didn't have any idea how bad this was until it- I'm done with it. But
0: no Hive for me. I'm good. <laughs> um, well, y'all can check me out on Hive. It's at Steven Jensen. <laughs> um, but uh, fight talk underscore on Twitter. And uh, um, this Sunday, I will be doing some commentary for some matches at Championship District Wrestling here in Atlanta, Georgia. It's a Nightmare Family. Um, like, stu- like the students run the show um, and uh, they've been doing some really good shows the last few months. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, myself and Jeremy will be interviewing Jamison, Ryan and Diamond Sheik again for the spotlight next Thursday. Um, and we're going to talk about the show and y'all can uh, know where, it, where it's going to air on YouTube and everything. Um, also check out the spotlight this Thursday. We interviewed uh, Richard King, who I've been watching wrestle a lot, wrestle uh, recently at Battle Slam. Um, that's the spotlight that's thursday mornings 9 30 a.m eastern um and i'll be there this thursday it's it's thanksgiving but we'll be there for the morning and uh giving you a show in the morning time and i'll be back on friday morning too on fightful overbooked uh, myself and sp3 9:30 in the morning we're going to be uh, doing a tribute to jason david frank and talking to power rangers in the morning so um if y'all are just hanging out got nothing to do the day after thanksgiving in the morning we're going to be talking power rangers uh for like an hour hour and a half and uh Check out the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. It's every Sunday on fightfulselect.com.
3: Grinding on a Thursday, Thanksgiving Thursday morning, going head to head against the Macy Parade. Yeah, play. I know, man. I know, <laughs> going after the ratings. <laughs> well,
0: so my, uh, my, my dad and my stepmom are doing Thanksgiving with my grandma out in Phoenix. So like, I've already done my Thanksgiving with my family. So I've just got like nothing to do, just and chilling, I've got yeah. a few days off. So I'm actually looking forward to it. Just yeah, just chilling. So chill time yeah for sure the way and th- and th- thank you and thank you thank you brandon for joining us again man it's always uh yeah. it's always fun to have you on
1: the way that we do thanksgiving is like me and my family and my wife and my kids we cook the food and watch the parade and then like football come on whatever she she hates football but she lets me watch a little bit of it and then we'll eat and all that and then she goes to her parents house and i stay home by myself to watch the cowboys game because nice. I'm not allowed to watch it at her parents' house, and because of that, I won't go. And then when the game is over, I will come down there and make my present. I don't
3: like watching the game, game with people. Like, yeah. game, like I just want to watch by myself. Especially, Especially like, when it gets to play all the time. Like, leave me alone, please. Yeah. Oh, my
1: father in law is yeah. the worst. How
3: much does he get paid? Oh, my God. Uh, You're yeah, just like,
1: like this. dude, you don't yeah. like. I don't know why you didn't raise your kid kids on sports. You would rather watch Gone with the Freaking Wind than you would rather watch a football game. You don't understand what I'm going through right now. Please just leave me alone. Like that's how I feel. So, and my wife's always like, "Well, we never watched sports growing up." I'm like, "Well, I did." So (laughs) I was watching this, and it is what it is. And like, my kids know that like Daddy's watching football, whatever. And like, I'm chill. Like, I don't mark out or anything unless it's a Cowboys game. And, like, they'll just be watching something in the living room, and I'll be in the bedroom watching, and, like, you know, Tony Pollard will take it to the house. And I'm like, yeah! And then they, like, run in to check and see what's going on. And I'm like, we're up by two scores. There's only ten minutes left. I think we're going to win. You know, I, <laughs> it, it's wild times. It's wild times. Nice. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. Thanksgiving's always fun. So.
0: Yes. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. If you're with your family, I hope you enjoy your time with your family. If you're solo or with friends or whatever, I hope you just have some good some good days to hang out and just kind of kick back and relax. And if you work retail, um, I'm sorry for you because I've been there. um, And yes. um, And to everyone listening out there, be kind to the people that are working retail. When you're out there on Black Friday and and stuff and you're out there shopping, just know that like, yes, it's those people are getting paid and it's their jobs, but like they're not they, when they sign up for those jobs, they didn't really sign up to be working those kind of hours and dealing with those kind of headaches and they, the the rudeness that people are going to bring to them in just like gigantic volumes uh, during this season. So be kind to the people that like you're dealing with when you're out there trying to buy stuff like they're they're out yeah. there just trying to make a living. So Be kind to
3: of those people when you get your $300 TV that's going to break in six months. Like just chill out. With them, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And
1: put your hand on it and wait there for right. 12 hours so that you can take it with you stupid
0: yeah exactly so yeah um i'm steven jensen brandon thank you again for joining us as always doug um we uh we'll be back next tuesday 10 30 sorry 10 10 p.m eastern right here on the rvd theater for life youtube channel make sure to subscribe make sure to thumbs up uh leave comments if you want to leave a donation uh you can do so below in the description or you can send a tip to my twitter and we'll make sure to read it at the beginning of next week's show um, I'll do my sign off school Vikings I'll just get out of the way Doug go ahead and say it And we'll uh, we'll go on and get out of here Hey Steven how about them Cowboys Go Cowboys Thank you for tuning in to Live Rounds Make sure you leave a like Leave a comment and donate to Steven Jensen He will read out your donations On the next week's show Also don't forget to follow Doug Bateman And Steven Jensen on Twitter And if you like what you heard tonight Check out more Live Rounds episodes